0: Okay, so, smoke and snow. In our last session, our heroes helped to defend their home village of New Zealand from attack by dire wolves. Unfortunately, a number of defenders were lost during their valiant defence. Afterwards, they investigated and discovered that the wolves appeared to have been driven out of the aptly named Wolf Forest. By a wyvern that had settled in the area, the heroes faced the wyvern and were given a bit of a kicking by it. Basically, luckily, Wymar with his black powder weapon was able to scare off the creature. It flew up into the air and was circling around, sort of trying to work out what was going on, so it could then come back down. Wisely, they decided to grab some stuff from this ruined abbey where it was layering and get while the going was good and they hot-footed it back to New Zealand, where they've spent a short while resting up and recuperating, during which time, as arranged with Mercy Dixon, the castellan of the recently built Staffstone Tower, ten soldiers from there were bought as a sort of semi-permanent garrison to New Zealand to help defend it. And that is pretty much where we're going to pick up with you guys in New Zealand. You're all refreshed. You've all sort of had time to heal yourself. But like I say, a couple of days have passed. So it's pretty much over to you guys. So
1: is there anything we need to arrange or deal with before is enough for the uh the pirate cave.
2: I suppose if we have enough supplies. We, we should be
0: good to go. We're we good for food. Obviously, you know it's going to take you about like 2 days to reach the pirate cave.
2: Also, uh Malcolm, I think you were muted on your actual mic. Okay,
3: sorry. Yeah, there um, we go. Yep. yeah sorry. We have plenty of food and we still have our ponies. And our car, so I think we're cool really. we yep. um,
2: And we can stop at uh Deerson to you know pick up something if we if we yes. need to. Yep. Do a bit of trading. Sure. Okay. I suppose quickly check here. Hmm John, I don't suppose that the trades. Around uh, New Zealand would have improved to the point where we have access to uh, more uh, smiths. I suppose what I'm looking at here is uh, maybe some more fancy armor bits. But I have chainmail currently going, and I was well. It's probably going to be the fortresses, isn't it? If we want.
3: Yeah, if
0: you want to get more more sort of fancy stuff, you'd be looking at the forts. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, at the moment. I mean, hopefully, when when your your trader friends sort of fully set up, yeah, and like you get more into the more sort of clement weather, the trade will start increasing from Rohelene. But certainly at the minute, it's not at the level where you could you know start buying like plate mail and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, I
1: don't know if you want the heavy metal sort of armor in the in the strong winter either. No,
2: but there's just some something more mm. <laughs> like, Additional anything that we might have, like bigger shields, I don't know, like mm. whatever it is. No, I guess we're good to go.
0: Okay, so you guys start traveling towards the pirate cave. You're moving fairly quickly, despite the fact that there's a the snow falling through the air, and obviously the weather is fairly cold at the minute, but you're sticking to the coast. It, you're pretty familiar with this stretch of coast, now you've travelled here a number of times on your way to Dersong and back to New Zealand. So you pretty much know the layer of the land now, so travels pretty quick. As, as you're moving along however, Quentin, you, as you're sort of travelling, just past the outskirts of the, the Whale Song Woods that you can sort of see there you briefly a couple of times as you're travelling you think you catch sight of like like branches sort of like moving within the edge of the woods but like every time you sort of like look around there's like no one there
4: okay
0: no one else seems to have really picked up on it but obviously you're used to sort of like being on your guard, effectively, giving you a sort of training.
4: Who's closest to me out of the party?
0: Romeo, Romeo default. 4 One. Okay, so the closest person to you is Brock at this present time.
4: Okay, I'll slow down so I can get all speed up so I can get next to Brock. And I'm just going to whisper to him. I think there's something in the woodland. I'm going to move off and check. You just carry on as normal.
1: Okay, um... Do we want to have some sort of call sign or something in case you encounter some sort of problem you don't want to give away your position? Some sort of sound? or We'll stick to a bird whistle, shall we? Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so I'll try and act as natural as possible. I'll continue on. Uh, head. I will... Yeah, I will catch up with the others and just inform them of what's happening just so the whole group's in on it
0: yeah absolutely no problem now I assume you guys have taken um, Wolf's Eye with you on this uh, trip so that I would mean there's five of yep. you in all yep. so yeah you, you've caught up Brock you sort of like as nonchalantly as you can being like a sort of man-mountain yeah. barbarian you know you sort of like as a, you're like catching up with the others and then as you as you get level with them you sort of lower your voice a bit and you you tell him like our oh, uh, Quentin's like seen something in the trees he's gonna have a quick look and he's gonna give us like a bird whistle if like he needs help so the rest of you are all aware of that now so Quentin you've seen Brock sort of head up ahead to like let the others know and you've you've worked out this signal between yourselves what's your plan uh
4: my plan is to move slowly towards the tree line okay as the part is getting ahead of me and then once i'm in the tree line i can go full stealth and try and find out what's going on
0: yeah that's absolutely fine do you want to make the aim move silently wrong yep okay so you slowly sort of fall back a little bit very slowly so as not to like cause alarm to anyone who might be watching and then you slowly sort of drift sideways into these narrow, dark furred conifers that make up the edge of the whale song woods. And you start sort of like moving parallel to the rest of your companions, but like a distance behind. And after probably an hour, as you're moving, you catch sight through the trees. Obviously, you're moving very carefully, so not to tread on any branches or anything like that through the furs up ahead of you, that you're sort of like, you're moving very gently so as not to like disturb the snow or anything like that, you catch sight of what appears to be a hooded figure, sort of crouched low to the ground, seemingly doing a similar thing to you, like trying to move stealthily, that also seems to be like moving in parallel to the rest of your group. I'll
4: keep moving silently to get behind him.
0: Yeah, that's not a problem. You'd have to make another roll for that. You've passed your move silently, Rob. So, yeah, he's entirely unaware of your presence at the moment. As he moves, after, again, maybe another hour of him sort of following your group, you following him, you see him sort of... He starts very slowly and very deftly. He's obviously got some skills. Starts, like, climbing one of these conifers. And as he does, his cloak falls back a little bit. And you can see that, like, clipped on his belt, he's got a crossbow hanging down by one of his legs. And you see him, like, scaling up this conifer.
4: I'll shout up to him at this point. I should give him a decent scare whilst he's climbing. Okay, what do you shout? I'm just going to shout, oi oi.
0: Nice. Okay, yeah, so you shout, oi oi, at which point, him having not noticed you at all, and thought he was sort of like, stealthing his way through the undergrowth, he sort of turns around, reaching for his crossbow, to point it at you, but he turns too sharply, loses his footing, falls out this conifer tree, and there's like a soft, as he lands in this snow, and you see him start to sort of like, pick himself up out of the snow, it's like crossbows landed like a few feet away.
4: I'll grab the crossbow, and point yeah.
0: it at him. No problem. You walk across. You, you point the crossbow at him. He sort of like just like lifted himself to his knees, basically like lifting his upper torso out of the snow. Stay there. He's, he stops moving. You see, he's got like a a cloth covering over his lower half of his face, and a sort of dingy brown, almost like a Hessian travelling cloak with a hood pulled up. Okay, I'll, I'll give out the bird call, so it's caca caca. <laughs> okay, yeah. So you guys up ahead, you hear this bird call from Quentin. Yeah, I just
1: turn and full pelt towards it.
0: Okay, yeah, You you all join Quentin's sort of homing in on his location. Takes maybe ten minutes. Obviously, the signal's loud on purpose, so you could locate him. You arrive just on the outskirts of the the Song Woods. Like I said, this area of thin, dark conifers. A fairly thick coating of snow is on the floor. And you can see Quentin stood there with this crossway pointed down. And there's this guy who's sort of like half lifted himself out of the snow. There's an obvious impression where he's like landing in it. And he's sort of like, he's like that basically on his knees, sort of like with his hands held up like say, wearing this like, Hessian cloak, general sort of like travelling gear, cloth covering over the bottom of his face.
1: Who uh, feels like um, negotiating with this fella?
3: I'm I think you should give him a good
1: scare, Brock. I'm happy to do it if, if no one else wants to step up. Um, yeah, i up. Uh, have you learned anything from him yet? I oh, know. Oh, yeah. I'll look at Quentin. Okay.
4: I was going to stick a bolt in his head.
1: Well, let's give him a chance first, shall we? I uh, know I'll talk openly so he can hear us talking. Yeah. It's yeah. not like it's hidden or anything. So, what are you doing? Why are you following us?
0: He says, slightly muffled from under the clock cover. And he says, "Look, it's it's nothing personal, but I'm not going to turn down like two thousand gold pieces, am I?"
1: Well, it depends what it's for, and I'll i rip that thing off his face because that'll annoy yeah. me. Y-
0: you pull it off his face. You see a, he's got quite. He's got a sort of close cropped shaved head. A number of like small scars on his face a little bit of stubble as you sort of pull it off as well you also see a taste of what like a sort of a black flower of some kind like tattooed on one side of his neck have we seen that before with them pirate types not with the pirate types no. um i will say any of you who are from Rohaleen, which is i think everyone but brock you can make me a d6 roll to see if this brings any bells Let me know if you get a five or a six. Got a five. Okay. Six. Okay. So, Johannes, you vaguely recall, sort of during Weimar's army days, you recall hearing something about an organization called the Brotherhood of the Black Rose. Some sort of like secret society or something like that. But. Obviously they are secret societies, so you don't really know much about them. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out. <laughs> yeah. Now, Quentin, you you have you are also aware of that. However, perhaps due to your more larcenous leanings, you also know that they're effectively a seat like an assassin's guild, effectively. Oh, oh. that's
4: all I need to so know, then I'll pull the trigger.
0: Yeah. No problem. As you said sort of, Brock, as you're sort of like pulling it back and this rose tattoo is revealed. I think um, probably Weimar and Quentin sort of share a bit of a look as they both recognise it. Mm-hmm. And without a further word, Quentin's like <sniffs> puts a bolt straight between the guy's eyes, and he just pitches forward with a soft crump into the snow.
1: Ah, at that, I should turn around and we <clears throat> could have got some more information out of him. It's an assassin. He's not going to tell you anything.
2: Uh. I I thought that was what his what it was but i i never got the full we, we should yeah
4: they all fear death You should take his kit throw his body to the walls and carry on
1: i'll i'll set about you know patting him down you know do the yes. whole see Not if anything. he's got any notes or information on where he's meant to meet up or any sort of
0: you don't find any notes on him obviously he's like a professional, so he doesn't keep like incriminating evidence <laughs> on himself. Kill these guys and return to me <laughs> at address. You basically find probably twenty gold pieces on him, you know, like a bit of spending money, mm. and obviously the crossbow, which you can take if you wish. Ah, uh, yeah, take that, mate. Right, let's see. If, Have you already got a crossbow he... in your character, sheet, Quentin? because if not, I'll stick one on. Um... If he's an uh,
1: assassin, has he got any? No, I haven't. Specialist I like tools? On. Has he got like any? Uh poison or anything like that that we can find on him.
0: Not as far as you can see, but like, inspecting like him,
1: his, right? Like his crossbow bolts they don't seem to be like dipped in anything. No, they're not
0: dipped in any venoms that you can sort of no. establish. Because he's,
1: he's pretty hopeful to take on us five.
0: All right, there you go, there's a crossbow on your character Quentin. Unless
1: he's not working on his own.
4: If he wants on his own, they'd already be here.
0: And at this point, since obviously we have uh, both Weimar and Quentin have heard of this like Black Rose <laughs> Brotherhood, I'm gonna ask Weimar, what's the sort of general rumor that you heard about this organization during your time in the armed forces? Yeah, because
2: it's the army, so it would be rather different than if you know I heard about it when I was in the city yeah. doing you know whatever I was doing then, guild business. Okay. Um, I, I guess it's, I suppose the army then would have, like, we would have had, like, a whole conspiracy theory where, like, yeah, we, we know uh, that there were, like, these, these guys with the black rose, and we knew that they were shady, and we figured they are probably hired by the, uh, you know the the merchant princes back home to like hang around with us like come forward with the army but then they leave the army or use us as a sort of supply base but their whole point is to infiltrate the enemy and trying to like kill their like assassinate the sort of officers of the enemy by you know getting to the war zone with us and then just leaving and like just joining up with the enemy and being like hello i too um an enemy of these guys
0: uh let let me ask your sergeant oh there there he goes yeah that, that is absolutely fine so that is a, a sort of a rumor you heard during your days yeah. in the army and i'm going to ask quentin what is a a rumor that you have heard about this brotherhood it could be a little bit more specific in your case obviously you were aware they were assassins
4: yeah so a rumor that i've heard is that they take young thieves because they've already learnt the majority of the sneaking skill. So then they can train them in weapon use. <clears throat> and generally they act a lot more like a guild than a organisation.
0: Okay, lovely. So that's what you guys know about this sort of Black Rose Brotherhood. And now this guy's lying dead of so a dark blot against the otherwise pristine white snow, you can now more clearly see this sort of this black rose tattoo, so like an, an almost like you know, like a Tudor rose that's been sort of tattooed onto his neck.
3: Um, should we leave a, a message for his compatriots?
1: Um Sounds like he's on his own.
3: Sorry, but there are others. You know, this is this is not a surprise to us that there no, are
4: others. We're going to get encounter more of them until we deal yeah. with this problem.
3: You know, and it might we might scare some of them potentially by I
1: don't know if they ever find him. Yeah.
3: Yeah, you know, if we were to you know set his body on fire, tied to a tree, potentially remove his tattoo and leave it nailed to the tree nearby you might send a pretty gruesome
4: message yeah
0: i I like the fact uh malcolm suggests like some sort of minor like mutilation is that might be a bit too much and then quentin's like well if we're gonna do it like yeah, cr- crank that crank that knob Let's go bit. full psycho. That's oh. it. If, if we're gonna mutilate <laughs> someone, let's crank it up to eleven. I'll
1: have a I'll have a sly look. Has Quentin got any of these tattoos on his neck so, <laughs> He seems to know a bit about this and It turns out Quentin doesn't have hair, it's just
2: the tattoo. Former member.
0: <laughs> you look round you realise there is no Quentin it's just all a tattoo. <laughs> But, but the no, ink man. From what you can see, Quentin. I mean, obviously, you're not like sort of strip searching him. But from what you can see, Quentin uh, doesn't have any like rose tattoos on himself. Nah, he's
1: fairly new to the group, though. That's all. <laughs> um, so do they? They all have these tattoos, then? I guess. So,
0: if we encounter people in the, f- the future, you you don't know. To be perfectly honest, I mean, what you know is encapsulated by the two rumours that more and Quentin know, and the fact mm. that this guy was like, oh. I'm not going to turn down, like, 2,000 gold pieces. Mm. And from from this tattoo, you guys have sort of, like, intuited that he's perhaps a member of this organisation that both Weimar and Quentin have heard of. But you don't know that for definite. No. And then you don't know any further details. I mean, you suspect that, like, they're probably, they've probably not all got tattoos, because, like, you'd be a bit of like a shit secret order of assassins mm-hmm. if you, like, effectively all wore, like, a name badge.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you can ask have them in me different about the places. black order. I <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and we think he'd have come from overseas.
0: Well, from what uh, for the fact that Weimar and Quentin know about it, you might intuit that it's a an organisation based in Rohelin. But obviously, lots of people from Rohelin have come over to Valconan. Mm. I mean, it's not—it's not a native Valconan organisation. Otherwise, you'd be aware of it, Brock.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. So t- to be honest, assassins' guilds aren't like a big thing amongst the like the native like Valconan people, like the Ice Walkers and whatever. They're too busy like surviving to like yeah. make guilds to like kill other people.
1: It's just like I discussed with the others. Do you think they've come over together in a boat? Um,
2: it's, it's probably and then spread
1: out. So sort of searching.
2: Yeah. And if, if they are set up anywhere here, they're gonna be in a fort, right? Like it's this this type of thing doesn't thrive in the woods. Like you need people uh, for this. You so. wouldn't have thought
1: you don't think they'd have gone to Deer son Do
2: you? Well, son is very close to the fort and alive with the fort, so <laughs> it's kind of equal to the fort right now, mm. I think. So
1: just, Well I'm just uh, wondering if even if we don't need to, should we go and like, ask around if there's been some new people in town sort of thing? At the fort, you mean? Or Dearsun? Or Dearsun on the way yeah, past.
2: Yeah, sure, sure. It's on the way anyway. So we we could
4: ask that. saying that they're going to anticipate you going there.
1: Yeah, if we keep in, well, relatively sort of open areas and I think...
4: They'll still try something in an open area. Hmm. They'll try it in a crowded room. The best bet is just to carry on where we're going.
2: Yeah, I suppose we could And if we make our continents. way back we could go to the fort and try and learn something.
3: Let's stick was... to our plan and remember yeah. that it's the person who hired and that yeah. that's the problem we need to solve. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but we don't know who that is yet. We can't cut off the head until you know who it no, is. It's, it's, it's the pirate he definitely face the pirate captain
2: yeah it's the pirate bosses but getting them is the big problem here lacking a, a boat of our own or a, or a, ship. Or a decent boat yeah. yeah we could make it out to the the water but uh, yeah I don't the,
1: like the, the best
2: chances. bet is to try and ambush whoever's
0: coming to land i suppose yeah i mean if you guys rightly say sort of like Knocking up a, a sort of boat to like move around the coast or on the rivers or whatever, that is not a problem. You can do that very easily. Yeah. But like you say, big sort of sailing ships and bigger vessels, that's a considerably more involved building project. Yeah.
1: All yeah. oh, right. Let's uh, let's push on it. Yeah. So I, I
2: I propose that we take whatever we can use and just. Leave this fellow face down in the mud. Yeah,
1: and make sure we stick together and don't separate. If you do want to make a point,
2: it. you could you could slice off his thumbs. Message enough for anyone who knows about thieving. Yeah, yeah. I suppose onwards to the
0: slave Ca- cave. Labor <laughs> Cave. Okay, no problem. So you guys camp for the evening. Obviously, said like, a day's passed, so it's gonna it's gonna take another day to get to the the cave. So it will be like two rations for each of you. But the evening passes uneventfully. You take watches. It's still snowing the next morning when you wake up. so Obviously, you've had to do your normal sort of thing—you know, knocking snow off your your tents or whatever you're sleeping under your shelters, stuff like that. But that's not a problem. And the next day, you arrive in the area where previously you found the cave of the pirate slavers. And having been here before, you're easily able to locate the. It's not really concealed anymore, although there's a bit of snow over it. You're able to locate the the sort of hole that drops down into the cave in like the little clearing. There's the little rope ladder still. Going down, you don't see any signs of like pirates guarding the hole down into the the cave.
1: Any signs of any foot traffic at all?
0: Difficult to tell because of the recent snowfall, but you don't yeah. notice any tracks. Did we see any smoke
2: coming up from
0: around these parts? You've not seen any yeah. smoke rising up. No.
1: And I take it we've also been looking out into the sea for any sort of boat activities and that as we've been walking along as well.
0: Yes, you have. Obviously, you're aware of pirates. You've been keeping a weather eye to the coast. But you've not seen any signs of like huge galleons like rammed in the coast or anything like that. Yeah. All
2: right, so I, I can take a look. I know the place anyway. So I'll, I'll head down.
0: Okay, you head down. The rope ladder's still there. It's a li- it's a little bit slow going because obviously it's very slippy because of the the recent rains and now the snow, etc. Mm-hmm. But you take your time, you're not under any particular stress. You head down there, you head back into the cave. It's much as you remembered it. There's still the lanterns sort of on these poles throughout the cave, although they've long since uh, burnt out. Obviously, presumably, you've got a torch with you
2: mm-hmm.
0: as you head in there. You don't see any signs of recent habitation. However, as you sort of you enter the main cave, holding your torch up in front of you, you can see what appeared to be a number of like large furred rodents sort of scampering mm-hmm. around in the cave, like sort of about about yay long each of them. Mm-hmm. And as you sort of like hold up your torch, it's like driving them back a bit with your torch, at the far end of the cave, towards the end where the inlet is that leads to the sea. You can see there are what appears to be three. You think at this distance, you think they're bodies lying mm-hmm. on the ground. And in fact, you can see like a rat's, like one of these like large rats is like yep. basically chowing down on one of them.
2: Right. So I'll, I'll try and drive the rats to the water to uh, check the bodies.
0: Okay. Let me just make a roll to see how that goes
2: and i, I will have you know shouted it out like, there's no one here save for rats big ones
0: okay you don't manage to drive me exactly to the water but they do seem to want to keep away from your torch mm-hmm. and you gingerly make your way across the the larger cave towards where these three bodies are Then they're fairly recent although they've been they've all been pretty much eaten almost down to the bone there's like mm. scraps of cloth and flesh still clinging to them but they've been pretty thoroughly chewed on although from the, the sort of still ever so slightly tacky like blood that's around them they they must have come here like relatively recently like they're not sort of like old like decrepit dusty like bones They they are simply bones because the flesh has been gnawed off by these giant rats. And as you sort of like you're moving through these bodies, you'll torch out eye flickering in the the darkness of this cave, you hold up you can see the the tunnel that leads to the inlet and you can hear the waves. And as you sort of hold it up, you can just about make out what looks to be the the remnants of a, a small wooden boat on the shore. Although the boat appears to have like, from this distance, the boat appears to have like some damage to it, mm-hmm. and you can also see signs that there were like other boats recently that were sort of like pulled up on this like sandy sort of beach area, but they're no longer there. You can see like the furrows sort of like mm-hmm. in the sand and the shingle, so it looks like a few boats recently arrived here, and like a couple of them have presumably left, and like this damaged one's mm-hmm. been left here.
2: okay how how far is it to
0: the damaged one,
2: and can I make it there i like guess is, is there a
0: oh yeah you, you can make it yeah. it's um uh, it's it's pretty much in the same place where you the um that the previous boat was that the the pirates were trying to get yeah. the um the captives yeah. into yet yeah, you make your way across to the boat you find there's like a few bits and pieces in it like rope and stuff mm-hmm. like that, none of which is in particularly good condition. Um, it looks as you're sort of, I mean, you're not really a, a mariner, but as you're yeah. looking at it, it basically looks that, like, when they landed on the, like, I say it's a sort of shingle, like, sort of stone, like, beachy area. Okay. When they sort of land in it, it looks like, like one of the larger, sort of more jagged stones has basically, like, scraped a hole yeah. through the bottom of the boat. And presumably that's why it was abandoned. But you can definitely see signs that, like, there were another couple of boats here recently, but they're, yep. they're no longer here. Right,
2: and there's no, any sort of markings of like what business was going on here. Yeah,
0: not yeah. not that you can see, no.
2: Yeah, all right, uh, I'll,
4: I suppose I'll
2: shuffle on back.
0: Yeah, no problem. You head back to the rope ladder. You carefully climb up this slippery rope ladder to rejoin your companions at the top of this entrance to the the pirate cave
2: there's someone's been down there uh, don't know who or on what business though uh, there's a couple bodies rats
1: no signs of these tattoos or these assassin no. No. guys any chance the bolt was salvageable
2: uh with a bit of work uh not sure that we have the tools here, but uh, yeah, you could you could patch it up. I've seen uh, I'm, I'm not really a, a you know a sailor as such, but I, I did grow up on the coast, so I like I could make it work on my own for a bit, but you'd want like a, an actual carpenter to look at it. Hmm. But yeah, it, it, it's it is you know savage by rocks, but you can fix that. Is it a
3: sailboat, or is it like a rowing boat?
2: Uh, no, John, it's it's one of the rowboats. Yeah, it's right? a
0: rubber, It's a wooden rowing boat, yeah. Okay, so it's not... Yep.
2: Yeah. It's the ones that they use to come on land. Um... Yeah, 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 from the... Yeah, okay. and I, I just wish there would've been some indication of who these
3: people were. So that we could... Yeah, it's strange that they would leave three bodies behind. Hmm. Yeah. Was there any injuries on the bodies? Or are they anything that I be seen? The, the
2: rats got to them. There's, okay. there's not a lot of... It's, it's bodies in the sense that there's bones left.
3: Hmm. Okay.
2: Uh, it's, it seems weird to make a point with dropping off random bodies with no message to go with.
4: Yes. So... Well, we again, just left the bloke with his thumbs cut off in the forest. So, you know, could be a message.
2: Yeah, it could be a message, but... Again, don't don't really know. What it's mm. saying, other than all the things we already knew <laughs> about these people who who sell others into chattel slavery.
3: So I wonder. It feels like the pirates have abandoned this place, does it? There'd be uh, no value it, to it, waiting here for a number of it's, days it's, I, to
2: see if I don't think there would be. Uh, I mean, John, we left the bodies where we sort of. I suppose we might have, you know, put them in a pile.
0: Yeah. And they're not there, or they would still be there. You yeah. do not. I will say that you would notice that they've been sort of like moved slightly.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But um, they they've they've not been taken away. Now, yeah. whether that's someone came in and moved them, whether it's just the rats getting in amongst them, mm-hmm. you don't know.
2: Yeah, right. So, I suppose it's safe to assume that it's going to be the pirates, probably the same crew. And if they're trying to make a point, bringing on some of the people that they took and killing them here, despite us, I mean, it's it doesn't really change anything. No,
4: it be a message to other slaves, though. This is yeah, how I you could, end. That, up. That, that is true. That is true.
1: I suppose who did they take was it from this
2: uh, ice walkers from around oh that's the... right
1: yeah yeah, yeah. there's the tribe not it yeah uh,
2: but uh i don't think there's a lot to do here i don't know that they would come back
1: but were At they least... ice walkers the bodies couldn't really tell
0: <laughs> because...
1: oh you'd be able to tell
0: Like you say, it's very difficult to tell hundred percent because of the state they were in. Why oh, they were that bad, okay. Yeah, they'd been like pretty much thoroughly devoured by rats. However, if you had to make a guess why not? and admittedly it's only a guess, you would say that like given that most of the ice walkers you've seen, they're like big hulking like barbarians like Brock is mm-hmm. whereas the sort of overall build of these people was more like, mm-hmm. more similar to like yourself and Quentin, mm-hmm. so you'd assume probably not, but it is an mm-hmm. assumption
2: and it could be any number of reasons why as well
0: yeah well like you said it
1: there's no more we can do yeah if we learn from it then yeah and
2: like, push on staying here waiting in ambush that that is a thing but, but i don't know that we can rely on them coming back anytime soon especially with the knowledge that they know that we know about this place So I, su- I suppose we move on. Yeah. Maybe check this place as we patrol the coast back and forth to make regular appearances here if nothing else.
0: Yeah, yeah it's worth checking on. Okay, so you guys are pushing on to dare sun, is that correct? Yeah. Yes. Okay, no problem, so that'll take another day. Mm-hmm. Again, you camp for the evening, you post watches, the evening pass is fairly uneventful, obviously a couple of days have passed, so anyone... I know you're all on full, but you would have had the opportunity to regain hit points from rest if you'd have needed to. So, um, I'm hoping that this Deer Sun map doesn't require tokens, so I'm going to move you onto the Day Sun map, just so we can get a bit of a change of scenery. activate that
2: um it seems like i'm loading so i'll be right back while yeah, no it's problems. doing that
1: Wasn't Quentin, like, worried about going into or
4: Any populace, basically.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, we just... Highly recognisable
4: people.
0: Yeah, yeah. When you've got a
4: contract on your head.
0: Yeah, and as Quentin rightly says, you guys aren't exactly, inconspicuous... Yeah. Okay, so I'll start giving you the a bit of a description of Dearson while waiting for the, the map to load up for everyone. As previously it's a, a small village consisting of approximately six or seven buildings, a little bit on a smaller scale than New Zealand, although thanks to your previous interventions they do now have like a wooden palisade around it, and there's just like a central. I don't want to use the word road because it's not that good. It's almost like a dirt path that sort of uh, runs through the centre of it. You can see a few people uh, sort of milling around in the village. And just doing their their everyday thing. Although there's not as many people out and about because of the snow falling, presumably. One thing you do notice that you would not have seen on your previous expeditions here is that there appeared to be ten sort of reasonably well equipped like guards, sort of sorry, five guards sort of stationed around. They're wearing the familiar purple and black livery of the nearby fort, Fort Eastbourne, And that sort stood around in their armour, the livery, their, their spears, etc. Sort of stationed mostly around the the two entrances to this wooden palisade. As you're approaching towards the village, one of the guards steps forward, not in a threatening way, but he just like, in an official way. He just sort of steps forward. He's got one hand on his spear. He just holds up a hand and he's like, who goes there? Uh.
1: I mean, he doesn't seem to recognise us at all.
0: He does not seem to no. Travelers. Hmm. He, he, he just sort of waves you through, and he's like, "Oh, fine. A- apologies. Uh, we're, we, we've been told to expect an attack from um, buccaneers, so we're we're on high alert at the moment." And you see, so he's obviously like looking you over as he's as he's talking to you, and he's like. Uh, that, that's fine though, C- carry on through although you'll you find f- precious few people out and about uh, with, with the weather as it is at the minute and he sort of jerks a thumb up in the direction of the sky so I think most people are taking shelter in the buildings What's the name of the retired adventurer that lives here? The name of the retired adventurer lives here if my notes will come up is I believe Ariana It is indeed. Although she actually lives like a short distance outside of the village, she like doesn't live in the village proper. She's got like her own like little sort of home just on the outskirts. You know where it is, so if you wanted to go and visit her, you could easily do that. Obviously, she knows who you are because she spoke to you previously. You know that she helped uh, Atrix, the the female artist. Uh, Wait, who was accused of being a witch by the Eithertowson Inquisition, she helped her escape from Dearson.
3: Uh Maybe we'll call in on our way past, if we can see what's going
0: on in Dearson today. today. Um, we don't know anyone else in town, do we? you know that the you know the elder man of the village is a man called uh, Emmanuel Brown you don't really know, know him you've probably seen him a couple of times like passing through but uh, given everything that's gone on recently you know the people of uh, dearson seem to be like a little more sort of closed off a little bit more private than the people of like new zealand obviously new zealand is getting set up to, like yes we want to be like a trade port so they're trying to get people in they want to encourage people to come in whereas dearson are like Oh, we want a little quiet village. We'd just like people to like leave us alone, so they're a little bit more sort of like you know, local village for local people, shall we say?
1: Because we spoke, we spoke to one of the sort of councillors or elder types or whatever they were called last time when I think it was Weimar, wasn't it? When we was discussing when yeah, the soldiers the, come back to us. Yeah, one of the elders, I believe. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's correct. I mean, you might assume that these gods that you're now seeing there as sort of, as a result of you guys saying "oh, pirates are coming," you might want to you might want to get on that. But obviously, yeah. the the gods here themselves presumably, because they're new gods, they they don't know you. But like I say, they don't. They seem to be sort of like more on a like a wary footing, you know, like keeping an eye out rather than like oh, we, we've got to, like, attack anyone who shows up because they're probably pirates. They're sort of like, oh, we, there might be pirates coming, so we're on a bit of a high alert, but they're not on, like, a anyone who turns up we don't recognise, we've got to, like, insta-kill or anything like that.
3: That's cool. Um, so I think we should talk to the older man and ask about um, Stranger's...
0: Passing through, or um, yeah, asking that, about that—that's fine. You you speak to the guard, and he takes you across to one of the slightly larger buildings. He knocks on the the door and says, uh, 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 "Alderman Brown, there's a there's some visitors here to see you. and You're a bit of like bumping around, and someone like murmuring inside the building. Then the wooden door opens." And you see an older man, so sort of slightly straggly beard, like quite severe sort of haircut. Stood there, he's got like furs pulled around him. He's a little bit on the thin side. He looks out and he he, he sees you, and he's like, "Oh, uh, good, good morning, good morning. I hope all is well." Um, well, as 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 it can be, I suppose. So. Indeed.
3: Um, you may remember us uh we've passed through a number of times um, we were here when you were visited by the inquisitors
0: yes yes. Recall. Uh, yes i i do recall Dread, dreadful business dreadful business yes yes indeed and um, um th- thank you for your uh your timely uh your timely warning about uh potential pirate threats uh, luckily um Staffstone Tower has towers kindly uh kindly agreed that they sent us uh, ten guards to uh, t- to make sure we were safe and then he like looks from you to the guard who stood next to you and he says uh, have there been any has there been any sign of uh, those five of your men who, uh, who who set out from here the other day, I, I was expecting them to be back by now, he says no, I'm, I'm afraid not Alderman uh, I was going to send someone out to, um, to follow their trail and see what had become of them, uh, but uh, obviously then these these fellows turned up and I thought it uh, best to deal with that first and where did your missing men where were they going uh, at which point uh, Alderman Emmanuel Brown turns back towards you Malcolm and he says uh, he says well it's uh, it's a strange business to, to be honest I don't know if we I don't know if we told you when you were here previously but uh, you remember uh, part of the reason that stirred up all that um that problem with the people from Tozen originally was we we'd been getting strange uh, blights and rot afflicting our our stores that we'd set by for the winter, our crops in our barns and uh, p- people had been seen lurking about it uh, well we, a few nights ago, we again we saw a strange figure lurking around the barns and uh, w- when we tried to apprehend it the the figure fled along the coast to the west, uh, five of the uh, Five of these uh, soldiers here went off in pursuit, but well, that was a day ago. We've uh, we've not seen eye nor hair of them since.
3: Ah, um, and this creature, strange figure, do
0: you know? Could you make out if it was human or? It says, well, it it, it looks human. I couldn't give you any of the details. My eyes on what they were. He said, that's just that's the odd thing. Each time someone's been noticed behaving strangely around the barns over the last few weeks it's normally been someone from the village and when we've spoke to the person from the village they they've claimed to have been nowhere near the barn and in fact a couple of times the person who've who's been seen near the barn is someone we we know couldn't possibly be here someone who's either left the village or was um who is resting in Leander's grace
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And that, that's why we were we weren't sure what to do but that's why we were glad when these, uh, these um, soldiers from Staffstone turned up we thought surely they would be able to get to the bottom of it being far more well equipped and well trained than simple villagers like ourselves
3: but it would seem not
0: um, and
3: tell me these aberrations that look like villagers have you
0: ever spoken to them he says, that, "Well, some people. I haven't personally. Yeah? Some of the villagers have uh, have attempted to. Thinking it was an, a fellow villager, attempted to speak to them, but they've always simply withdrawn or left the area. <laughs> they're, mm-hmm. they're, as far as I'm, the, the strange thing is, all we've only ever seen the, we've only seen like one person ever. Lurking around the barns, uh, we, we've never seen groups of people. It's always been one person, but the person's always been different."
3: ah that is interesting and you say they went west along the coast
0: yes that's right yes
3: Ooh. okay that's interesting um we ourselves go west along the coast so we'll keep an eye out and oh, say where should we see anything out of the ordinary
0: Thank you. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure the lieutenant here would be would be most grateful for any news of his uh, men that you could bring back to us. Uh, assuming that that's fine with you, Lieutenant. To which point the, the guard nods and he says, uh, "Yes, I'd I'd like to know if my men are still alive or what's become of them." Like I say, "I was expecting them to have reported back by now."
4: And we we'll get a description, so we don't encounter five hostiles trying to dress up like
0: your guards. Yeah, he gives you descriptions of his men. Sounds more like
1: witchcraft again.
0: The elder man says, yes, well, that, to be honest, that's, that's what we thought. I mean, that's sort of what led to that whole mess with the um, those fellows from Tozan. I mean, they, they... They played upon our fears, uh, which were already inflamed by the events that were going on and uh, which as I'm ashamed to admit it, it was all too easy to to let ourselves believe that some sort of curse or affliction, some sort of witchcraft had been levied against us i mean we we can't afford to keep losing supplies at the the rate we are, particularly with the winter coming on as it is i mean we're okay at the minute because we can replenish them but Obviously, it's getting harder and harder to do as the weather's getting worse and the season's turning colder.
1: Yeah, I suggest you put guards on your your store.
0: Well, yes. Now, now we've got these fellows from Staffstone. Of course, the the, the provisions are always guarded, but it, it wasn't really an option for us before. I mean, we're we're simple farming folk. We're not soldiers or anything like that. And even if we had have put someone on guard, well, the the person, people, whatever who was lurking around always appeared in the guise of a, a fellow villager and who would raise the alarm saying, I, I saw a villager in the village.
1: Well make sure they uh these guards stay in twos.
0: It seems very mysterious and very odd. The the guard who stood there doesn't say anything but he gives you a nod.
3: Well, let us be a better business.
0: Okay. So, are you guys planning on travelling on? Is this at the end of the day, or is this... It's 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 pretty early in the day when you arrive at Dear Sun. Yes, so we might as well push on then, do not we? Yeah, so I'd like to swing by Ariana's and make sure she's
3: okay and then we can follow the coast oh, yes. west and see if we can't uh, find these soldiers and whatever. We're only
4: going to buy like, raggedy clothing from this village so we can kind of like try and disguise ourselves.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, you can easily get basic equipment here, that's not a problem. I mean, a couple of copper pieces will get you some like raggedy ass villager clothing that's not a problem
4: to try and throw off the assassins people we're going to need to hide
0: okay yeah so if you want to buy if you want to buy some ragged villager clothing I would just say like cross off a silver piece and that'll like cover you all for like villager clothing yep Okay yeah so you buy like some simple hessian clothing some like raggedy travel clothes i mean to be fair it it's really not going to disguise Brock very well cuz he's like a man mountain but that's why we're going to cover him in furs yeah absolutely fine i mean you, you know way. that like this clothing you've got it's it's not going to survive any like harsh climate or like any sort of serious wear and tear cuz it's like quite cheap but as a simple disguise yeah i tend
4: to wear mine over my armaments so. yeah that's that's <laughs> I, I assumed you would that's absolutely fine
0: okay so yet yeah, you traveled to this uh the home of ariana this uh retired uh female soldier who was originally part of a group that came across with the settlers to protect them her the rest of her adventuring band then pressed on to carry on exploring Valcone and the the Delves of the Twin Knights. You guys met them previously on the Witch Isle. She decided because she was like getting near to thinking about retirement anyway, but she like didn't really want to be in the centre of like village life and all the gossip and all the people asking her for stuff all the time. So she like built herself a small, simple like hut just outside, dear son. But yeah, you approach there. There's like a, a little pen with like probably some like sheep in it. Uh, it's just a a simple sort of like two room cottage. Basically, you can see there's a like a, a horse tying up a pole outside. Although you know that when you last spoke to her, she didn't have a horse anymore because she gave it to Atrix so that she could get away from the village. But um, as you approach the cottage, you can see out of like the little sort of like chimney, you can see like smoke like wafting up from it. Okay, so I guess I'll uh, just approach and knock on the door,
3: please.
0: You knock on the door. It's opened by Ariana. She's a, a, a sort of late middle-aged woman in quite good health and fitness. She has white hair tied back in a ponytail. A couple of like shallow scars on her face. She's wearing like furs and like cold weather gear. When she opens the door, you can see she's got. She's holding like a a tankard of some sort of heat like mulled wine or like heated ale effectively like a little bit of steam coming out of it she's just like taking a swig as she opens the door and she's like oh hello well i hope you're well um yes please uh she sort of looks at the 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 gray sky with the snow she's like please uh, come inside out of the cold weather and um sit yourself down i've just uh i've just finished making myself a brew and she's sort of like brushes a load of her tat away from like some simple chairs you can see there's like a little metal cauldron like hanging over the fire and you can smell like spiced wine coming out of it. She points at some like a small pile of like pewter tankards that's sort of, like lying around on the floor and like tin cups and whatever and she's like oh um ha- have <laughs> yourself sorry I'm not ready uh, I wasn't really expecting visitors I'm, I I'm just I'm just settling in for the winter.
3: Yes, no, I, I know. Um, so I'll take a little cup and, and pour myself a little bit. Um, and I guess... Uh, I what to say. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I guess I want to swap general news, blah, blah, blah. We were at that store when you met us. We're now not no longer at that store. And... Um, we found Trixie uh, in the village to the northeast of here. The name of which I can't
0: remember. Um, I believe it's the Hamlet of Haven.
3: Hamlet of Haven.
0: Um, she said, "Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad that she, uh, she she made it somewhere safe." Uh, like I said, I had precious given the given how quickly we had to get her out of it. Aside from giving her my old horse the, and a few supplies, there was precious little. Home. I could do for it, to be honest. But I'm glad to hear she made it away safely.
3: Yeah, she seems to have settled and is, is happy and uh, haven. Um, good, good. Um, and really, I just stopped by to see if you had everything you needed for the winter. I understand Um, dear son is still having some blight
0: problems with their, their food supplies. Yeah, so I... I've been hearing the strange rumours that have been coming out of a dear son. I mean, I, I I go down there occasionally, you know, just to sort of show my face, etc. But I'm I, I'm largely self-sufficient here. I've uh, i I've got my I've got my sheep and my goat uh, that they should see me through the winter. I've got some other stores that I've that I've set by for myself. I mean, my, my needs are fairly meager as far as such things go. um, yes, I've heard heard they've been having some trouble with their stores. Yeah, so
3: apparently there's a seems to be some creature or some uh, figure, strange figure that they've seen near the barn um, potentially can make itself look like other villagers it would
0: seem. It's Um, it's funny you should say that because uh, a couple of weeks ago when I was sort of passing through basically i could have swore i saw atrix there and obviously i knew she wouldn't be there because obviously i i helped to risk i actually tried to like flag her down and find out what was going on but um, when i tried to get her attention she 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 ran off and i lost sight of her amongst the buildings yeah that seems
3: to be a regular occurrence there that people who have moved on or passed on or are not available have been seen um, and the draw when approached um, and uh, when startled well, recently the night before last I think and um, this figure this creature ran west along the coast it was followed by five guards and um, who haven't returned and um, so But we go west ourselves, so we'll see if they can be found. Um, And uh, yeah, so I also wanted to ask you um, uh, to keep an ear out in town for people who are asking about
0: us. Um, Of of course. Is there anything in particular I should be on the lookout for? um, We believe there are a group of assassins
3: who call themselves the Brotherhood of the Black Rose. who are on our. Trail. You notice know,
0: her face goes a little bit
3: pale when you say that. Um, I see you have heard of these assassins.
0: The yes. Yeah, so, well, as you know, I've I've done my time in the military, and I mean, well, we've we, we've all heard the rumours. You know, a, a secret organisation of killers <coughs> that. Uh, mix in with other organisations, uh, putting their uh, their agents here, there and everywhere until the until the moment is right for them to strike. I I don't think I've ever actually seen a member of the of the, the Brotherhood, but I, I've certainly heard of them.
3: Yeah, so we've come across one on our way here. Um uh so we, we believe they've been hired to uh murder us in our sleep. Um but should well, you hear word um, of
0: them? She a little bit confused and then says, Well, from, from from what I hear and I I'm, I'm no expert, uh, the services of the Brotherhood that don't come cheaply any what did you do? If you don't um, mind me asking. We we have tangled
3: with some slave traders. Pirates. Um No, not far east, not far east of here, Um, and it seems they have an awful lot of money because two thousand gold crowns is the price they have put on our heads. Are these
0: the are these the same pirates the the people in Dareson are so worried about recently? Yes,
3: we believe so, or connected at any rate. I see, I see. Um, So uh, yeah, we they were capturing and and enslaving um, members of the Ice Walker tribes uh, in a cove not far from here. Um, And we came across them and we did what we do when we come across those of a less-than-slavery nature. Um, But it seems that one of them escaped the news. And since then, we have had a number of Assassins, stop by to pay their regards. I see. Um, so, so yeah, interesting times we live in. Indeed. Um, so, but yes, I, I really wanted to stop by, uh, let you know that we were well, make sure that you were set up for the winter, and
0: all right, just so the, the the kindness is much appreciated, and I'm, I'm glad to see that you all. Seem to be getting along well. I'm sorry to hear about your recent troubles. Of course, I'll, I'll keep an ear out for anyone asking about you in this um, If if I do hear anything, um, how, how how would you like me to get the news to you? Uh, if you could just send word to New Zealand. And yes, yes, of course.
3: There is a messenger service starting. They may help, or if you can find someone to travel, and um, otherwise, we'll stop by as and when
0: we're in the area just okay. to well, stop the news. yes that's fine I'll, well as i said i'll definitely keep an ear out for you uh much appreciated no not at all not at all i mean with the with the winter coming in uh, i think we've pretty much got to got to start looking after each other i mean we're not going to have any help from anyone else once the, uh, the the real cold weather starts settling in and travel starts getting difficult no
3: certainly not certainly not uh, well, I think we've taken up enough of your time. Uh, no,
0: no So, it's, uh, it, it's it's nice to see see friendly faces, and you're you're welcome to to rest here as long as you will, and um, help yourself to the help yourself to the wine, of course. Um, yes, it, it's nice to see anyone other than those um, superstitious villagers, to be honest. Yes, indeed. Well, then um, maybe
3: we'll spend the night, and we can swap more and more stories
0: no yeah, yes of course she she um she takes out like a smaller, smaller uh, a small sort of like a hessian bag from like down by the side of a chair puts it on the arm of the chair you see it like fumbling around she takes out like a pipe and puts a little bit of tobacco in it and starts like chuffing away on this one yes of course you're you you're welcome to stay for as long as you wish i i i don't have i don't have much i can offer in the way of food and drink i'm afraid i mean this is a <laughs> this is probably he might she jerks something about at the cauldron this is probably my my last indulgence before I have to stop tightening the old belt, um, you know, ready for the winter. But uh, I, I figure I can at least um, afford to splash out one bottle of wine and uh, warm myself up a little bit before things start getting really cold.
3: Yeah, that's not a problem. We have our own food that we can avail of. Um...
1: With that, I'll pour the second cup that I've just taken back into
0: the cauldron. She, she, as you're sort of about to put it back and she sort of smiles and holds up hand and she's like you're more than welcome to to, to, to another cup my, my ice walker friend tell you the truth if anything you've probably saved me from drinking a lot of it, now I've exposed it to the air, it's not as though I can put it back in the put it back in the bottle is it uh, you've probably saved me a headache in the morning truth be told
1: I'll, I'll give her a, s- a smile and
0: take some more She's like, yes, I. Much as I'm, I'm getting a bit too old for the uh, f- for the sword lifestyle. I I do sometimes miss it. Uh, I, as I told you before, I'm I'm glad I decided not to settle in the the village proper. All that all that superstition and gossip and it. it I, I I'm a simple person. I'm used to a soldier's life. It's not for me, but uh, I I, I poke my head in every now and again just to keep an eye on what's going on there, you know, make sure they're okay, but um, all all these strange rumours about their supplies, there's not really much I can do about that, to be perfectly honest.
3: No, they are a common, ignorant village um, full of superstitious farmers.
0: Yes, very true. Hmm.
1: So is, is the plan we're going to actually stay here then? Or are we going to travel on?
3: I think we'll stay and keep a company for the day and then head on.
1: Okay. Um, well, I'll, I'll do some sort of errands, like go and chop some wood and stock her up and
0: stuff yeah she's she's very grateful for that and obviously she'll be she'll be helping out with that. Cause actually she prides herself on being largely self-sufficient oh but, yeah but she she's quite happy to accept the help like laying in a few extra supplies for the winter you know, chopping wood etc so yeah she she thanks you for that uh she'll she, she serves up like a a fairly sort of plain i suppose more like sort of porridge it would be for a sort of evening meal, so you know you're all welcome to to, to partake of that. Like I said, it, it's simple fare, but basically she's she's been able to lay in a lot of simple fare rather than a lesser amount of more complicated or fancy stuff. She's like, well, I've got plain and simple tastes. Yeah, this will see me through the uh, see me through the winter. Yeah, it certainly suits Brock. is up for that. And you can see, as you're sort of like helping her take the wood in and whatever, you can see Brock that she's obviously been doing like a little bit of hunting, you know, she's got like some rabbits and stuff like that, sort of like hung up. And there's a few like rabbit skins and stuff around, so she's obviously been doing a little bit of hunting in the woods as well to supplement her her supplies. Yep. And she, she, she makes her more, she's like, oh yes, well... You know, whilst whilst I can still go out and do that with the weather, I'm trying to lay in as much as I can. I mean, I, I doubt there'll be precious little of that about once the uh, the real winter kicks in.
1: Make sure she's got some sort of uh, like storage area that she can keep stuff really cold. She's, yeah. like, got dug a hole, and you know, she's make sure she's fully prepared. And
0: yeah, you you give us some pointers on like how the ice walkers like preserve food. Like last through the long winters, all of which she seems quite interested in. Um, she she knows a fair bit, you know, like salting meat and stuff like that. She's she's all fine with that. But there's a few like bits and pieces you're able to like tell her that your people do that she's maybe not considered, which she's, she's quite grateful for and she takes on board and thanks you for. Yeah, some sort of snow hole or yeah. ice hole or something. Or whatever. Yeah, cool. And the. Uh, unless anyone else has anything they want to bring up with Ariana, the rest of the evening passes pleasantly. You know she's got a, a fire burning; it's fairly warm in a huddle and there's like furs about, etc. Um, there's no real sort of like bed, so to speak. She she just like dosses down on like a thick fur, but there's chairs around and stuff like that, like furs thrown over them. That there's more of this mulled wine. There's this porridge bit of meat thrown in like a stew later on and the evening passes pleasantly but uneventfully. And you nothing untoward happens during the evening and you wake up refreshed in the morning.
1: Yeah well, let's make an early start of it. Let's see yeah. what I can find. See if you can't find the tracks of these soldiers. Or this cave.
0: Hmm. Okay. So, in the morning, you continue your journey heading along the coast. Are you looking out for anything in particular? I guess we're trying to... Find the
3: tracks of the soldiers if that's possible.
0: Well, it, it, it'll be difficult because obviously the snowfall, which is still falling, uh, but if anyone's got a tracking skill, you can make a roll on that. That's absolutely fine.
4: And look out for more
0: assassins. Yeah, no problems. Right. Oh my gosh. okay so you do manage to find some of the tracks that these soldiers have left it's a little bit difficult but with your expertise you're able to find it and you're sort of following on you're on an area where the coast is more sort of like cliff-like and as you're sort of heading along there from sort of over the edge of this cliff you hear this voice like uh, uh.
3: So I guess that approach and meekly uh, look over.
0: Yeah, no problems. You glance over the the cliff side and as you look down to like this sort of shallow track of like shale beach below, you can see what appears to be a a man clad in a similar manner to the, the guards you saw back at Dayson. His body appears quite twisted, sort of broken. There's like blood splattered nearby him as though he's like fallen off the cliff. His legs and arms are twisted at an odd angle. And you can hear this weak sort of voice coming from him like.
3: And how far down is it from the cliff? Maybe 60 feet. Okay. And is it like a, a path to kind of get down or is it like sheer... It's pretty sheer. Okay. Um, so I have rope, but I only have fifty feet. Does anyone else have rope that we could tie together? I've got some rope, yeah. Okay, so I think we'll tie two bits of rope together and use it to abseil down.
0: Yep, yeah, not a problem. You had it down. You abseil down to the bottom of this cliff, and you can see this man wearing. of like quite badly dented obviously armour and the, the tattered raiments of one of the Fort Eastburn guards and he's lying also twisted and broken up at the bottom of this cliff having obviously fallen over it and landed on this sort of shale like stony stretch of beach at the bottom of it he looks in quite a bad way you suspect that both of his legs are broken and possibly one of his arms. You can see, he's like he's managed to like sort of pull himself like maybe like a foot along the beach, but he's like obviously like struggling. Like, I say, most of his limbs are broken. Okay. Um. So, does he look like one of the descriptions
3: we were given? He does. yeah. Okay. Um. So I'll approach and give him a small bit of water, and then ask like, him. Oh, um, oh, thank you. <laughs> tell me what happened to what happened to you and the rest of the men. He's like
0: oh, sir, so it was some kind of devilry i was uh, as as we were as we were exploring um, trying trying to follow this figure that had been spotted hey uh, a, a thick mist seemed to come up all, all around us and then uh, and this is going to sound strange sir but I I, I I i swear i i i saw my wife sir beckoning to me in the uh, in the mist, and I, 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 ran towards her, and as I, as I did, the, the ground just seemed to give way beneath me, and then I was, I was plummeting off the edge of the, uh, the cliff. I, I didn't see what happened to the rest of the men. I, I think I must have passed out when I landed, but then I, I, I woke up here, and I, I, I was, I'm barely able to move. I've been, I've almost made myself hoarse shouting for help. Yes,
3: it's lucky that we were.
0: Following looking
3: for you, um, i uh, will have to tie the rope around you to get you up the cliff, Um it is likely
0: to be incredibly painful. Um, he, he nods and then he, he sort of like with his one good arm, he like reaches around and he takes out like a badly sort of like bent, like. Dagger, like he can't even get it out of the the um the hilt out of the scabbard. He has to like pull it out, scabbard and all, and he literally like sticks it between his teeth and like clamps his teeth down on it and get, okay. like nods at you.
3: So I'll basically tie it around under his uh, shot around his waist or his uh, chest under his arms, and I'll give the guys the two tugs to pull them up.
1: If when I see uh, Malcolm doing this. I'm going to sort of call down to him, uh, you know, make some splints and I'll sort of throw down some sticks to him or something away from just to make it a bit more sort of stable and hopefully make it less painful and less chance of him passing out and stuff. Yeah. So I'll splint
0: his
3: legs
0: and his broken arm and yeah, that's fine. Around the sort of dagger he's got his teeth clamped on, he's just sort of splinting up. You can hear but yeah, you get him splinted up. You give the two tugs, the rest of you guys start sort of heaving him up, and you can hear him sort of like grunting around this dagger that he's clamping his teeth down on as you're sort of like pulling him up. But after a short time, you've got this unfortunate broken man, you've sort of like you've Winched him in effectively, and he's at the top of the cliff. Yeah, okay.
1: we lift him up, untie it, and pass the rope back down for Malcolm. Obviously,
0: yeah, you're able to like grab the rope and like upsail back up and rejoin your companions.
3: Cool. Um, so I'll tell everyone then that about the mist and the vision that the guard seen that kind of led him stray Um, and I guess then our choices are we can bring him back to town or we can try and yeah, we can leave him in the cart for
1: how
3: far an hour are we... and try and find us yeah how far are we
0: sorry say again how far
1: have we since we left this and would you say
0: you're about half a day from this
1: I mean, he does need some serious medical or rest doesn't he yeah
3: but let's let's take an hour or two and try and
1: find this for planets um are you still able to track the, any more is there any more tracks you can find malcolm
0: <coughs> yep yeah, you you pass the roll you have to make another roll for it so yeah you can see these tracks appear to be sort of like following the the sort of edge of the cliff sort of along it as they're moving along the coast
3: okay uh right so i guess we'll follow them for an hour yeah. so let's we'll see.
0: see if we can find any more yeah. yeah okay no problems so you continue following the tracks along the the coast. As you do so you notice the tracks appear to stop at what looks like a very sort of narrow like sort of path that snakes down the cliffside. And it appears the path sort of appears to go to a cave that at the moment is is almost underwater like you can just see the top of the cave mount above the water. But presumably at a lower tide cave mm-hmm. more accessible.
4: Just a thought here, but how do we know if we encounter one of these guards that it's going to be the guard and not this
1: apparition? Well, future ones, that's a good point, but obviously this won't be... Well, I wouldn't have thought the apparition would be in this condition, but have, have we got any way of detecting or... I mean, it won't no engage knowledge. when we speak to us. Well, that seems to be the case, doesn't it? And yeah. it would be on its own as well, I would imagine. So if and there's more than one... well.
3: I suspect the guards
2: are well. We can always <laughs> take a swipe. I'd imagine any apparition would be fine.
1: <laughs> that... Well, yeah, if it's that sort of yeah. witchcraft. So nice. should we wait for a
0: lower tide?
1: Is it fully... fully um submerged did you it, say? It's or?
0: not fully submerged like it, it's it's pretty well underwater you can see like the very top of the cave just above right. the water and the,
1: and the prints go down that path
0: well the, the path's made of stone so there's not really any like oh. prints on the path but the, the prints mm. lead in the snow and whatever lead up to the path so you, you may assume that they've gone down there.
1: And was Malcolm able to detect how many sort of people we were following and I would like I would that.
0: say with, with Malcolm's role, yeah, originally up until you reached the point where this guy was, it was five people, then obviously like four people sort of carrying on beyond there, presumably because one fell off the club. Yeah. So it has still been four. Yeah. Up to now. Yeah. You've not seen any tracks that were left by this like apparition or whatever it was that he saw. Nothing's
1: added or sort of no. gone off in another direction or anything. Yeah. Or, um, so how long would I think that we'd have to wait for this tide knowing the sort of season? And... You
0: you think you'd probably have to wait till like early evening. Um,
3: is it like lunchtime now? Yeah. Okay. I don't fancy to swim. I suggest we wait.
1: Well, I feel, yeah. I feel we're obliged to at least investigate. Yeah. Um, we can go on and look, you know, as it's as the tide's going down. Maybe when it's half, or see if there's yeah. any extra signs before we it's fully clear.
3: So let's do that then. Let's just set up a camp at the top of the cliff. Um, suggest we identify some sort of. Uh, secret word. Um, so that we know that it's each other. I mean,
1: is, it, is, is it worth trying to get some information from this guy that only the guards would know in case we do speak to this creature or thing, you know, something we could ask them that only they would know and we could catch them out.
3: It's certainly worth asking. Um, you'd
1: known them well enough I mean yeah we'll have a quick word with him and he's obviously heard about this creature they were trying to follow um, yeah so so, what do you say to him um, I don't know what you know of this creature but we've been told it seems to be taking the shape or form of other people and I believe you told my friend you saw your wife or something
0: yeah. Yes. Or I, I thought I did. Uh, and uh, as I say, I, I I ran towards her, and in, in the mist, I, I I must have stepped off the edge of the cliff, and my you've seen the results when he sort of looks down at his like, shattered legs, on yeah. um
1: I'm worried if we meet someone, maybe they might not be who they seem. Um, is there anything we could ask your? Your fellow guards that only they would know, maybe a name of somebody um, from the fort, or something we could test. Test their who they say they are.
0: This is well, I I, I I suppose you. I mean, obviously we're from we're from Staffstone Tower. You could always ask them the the, the, the name of our commander, Mercy Dixon. I don't see how any analysis. Uh, Phantom, whatever it is can pull information from people's minds I don't see how it would have any way of knowing that I mean we've only recently arrived in the, the village well yes I, 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 honestly I this sort of things are a little bit beyond me I, I I don't really know a lot about this sort of thing hmm.
1: did, you, did you manage to speak to your what you thought was your wife?
0: Is, well I, I was a uh, I was calling out her name as I. And she appeared to be holding out her arms to me as I ran towards her, but I. She, she didn't answer me. And she just disappeared. Well, I, I, I honestly don't know. As I said, my feet went out from underneath me. I, I, I tumbled off the cliff, and uh, I must have blacked out when I, when I hit the beach. And when I awoke, I don't even know how long later I was uh, alone, and I. I, I then i tried to drag myself towards the path but it it was impossible so i i started shouting for help
1: Hmm. well get some rest Uh, do what we can to find your your Uh, i'm I'm assuming you guys have
0: sort of loaded him onto your cart effectively Yeah. yeah yeah no problem so yeah you've chucked a fur over him he's in the cart he's not terribly comfortable but obviously better than if he was trying to like crawl or like stumble at least he can just like lie in the back of the cart with the fur over him yeah
1: we'll make him as comfortable as possible and give him yep. a bit of water every, every hour or so whenever
0: he yep. needs it a bit of food as you sort of talk to me he says, uh, it says uh, Hopkins by the way uh, Miles Hopkins it says, uh, and uh can I at least know the names of my rescuers uh well myself I'm Brock, and I'll
1: introduce Malcolm and wymar he, he sort of reaches out with a with a
0: bit of a wince and he sort of like shakes your hand and his good and it's, it's it's good to know you brock and thank th- th- thanks to all of you for for hearing my cries. I don't know how much longer I'd have lasted lying down there, especially not with the uh with the tide coming in, yeah.
1: Uh, your lieutenant was just arranging a search party yeah, when we got to Deerson. So,
0: yeah, so that that's why I why I took up shouting. I'd assumed they'd send someone to try and find out what happened to us eventually.
1: Mm. Well, like i say you need to get your rest. Yes, okay. yes, I,
0: I I'm going to try and uh, I'm going to try and sleep for a while. But if if you do need me for anything, please do not hesitate. I know there's precious little I can do to. To repay you in my current state, but anything I can do. but p- please don't hesitate to call him, and he sort of starts like saddling himself down and after a few moments he's like in a, a bit of a like a fitful sleep. Okay occasionally you hear like a sort of grunt as he like obviously to sort of like tries to roll over and he like leans on like his bad arm or one of his legs is giving him jip. But um he so he's resting but fitfully.
1: Yeah we we'll just wait until we can get some more sight of this cave really. Um, investigate, at least have a look in as soon as we can, even if we can't actually properly explore it.
0: Okay, so you wait for the evening. Are you, like, taking watches? Are you all watching the cave? How's that shaking out? I'm going to watch
3: the exterior. Yeah, two people on watch. One watching the cave and one watching the top of the cliffs for uh travelers or assassins or random creatures
0: okay so who's watching the mouth of the cave Uh, i will okay and who else you said those two of you watching it
3: sorry one watching the cave and one watching the cliffs right i see so one i watch and someone watching the cave and someone watching the
1: cliffs
3: just watching generally
1: yeah, I mean I think we'll all be pretty much on guard anyway, up up the top. I mean it's gonna be hard to sort of settle down. I will sit in the actual cart to make sure this guy's alright. But I'll be looking out obviously as well. Okay. Still resting.
0: No but... Okay, so as the as it starts getting into the late afternoon, the tide starts to slowly move out, the water level starts to drop, revealing more of this sort of dark cavernous cave mouth set into the side of the cliff and as it sort of as the light starts to fade into twilight it's getting a little bit more difficult to see with the with the naked eye Malcolm as you're watching the the cave mouth set into the side of the cliff you see what appears to be a hunched figure wearing sort of like bent over double wearing like ragged robes or clothes sort of tatty old clothes covered in sort of damp stains and looking quite quite vile and slime slicked comes all comes all like hunched over comes like scuttling out of this cave mouth with it getting dark and the, the moon just starting to to come out the figure pauses briefly on the threshold of the cave, looks up into the air, not directly at you, almost as though it's like just looking like scenting the air, and you see this old, haggard, hook nosed face with like wisps of white hair sort of illuminated in the moonlight falling out of this this sort of patchwork, ragged hood that covers most of it. There's an unhealthy, greenish pallor to the face. As you watch the figure, assuming you don't immediately leap on it, as you watch the figure sort of looking up and around, reaches up and just gently tugs at the tattered fabric of the hood. And as it does so, the, the outline of the the figure seems to shift and shimmer almost like a heat mirage and a few moments later where once stood this hunched backed old crone now stands what appears to be a man dressed in pretty much the garb that your uh, your unfortunate guest is wearing the, the soldier's garb of a 40 sperm guard All right at which point I'd like to shoot us yeah, that's absolutely grand. Feel free to make your roll.
3: Uh, okay. Oh,
0: yeah, not so much. Okay, so you, you presumably your bow you were using? Yeah. Okay, so you fire your bow, the arrow sails straight and true. However, just as it's about to strike this figure, this now soldier, as it looks like, looks up directly at the bolt whizzing towards them, and lets out this low hiss, almost like an animal, like a, and you watch as the the bolt, like the arrow, sort of bursts into flames and like disintegrates. And just a small like smattering of ash falls around this figure.
3: Okay. At which point I let out my best little girly scream and hope everyone comes to save me as <laughs> I pull out my sword and
0: drop yeah, down. and you it. see that this this soldier, as it now looks like, is sort of obviously followed back where the arrows come from and is, like locked eyes with you. Okay, the rest of you guys, you. I said that Malcolm's like a bit further down the way, keeping an eye on the cave while you're all watching your respective thing. Those of you who are sharper of hearing, I leave it to your own discretion. You hear the like of the arrow being shot, then you maybe hear a and a <laughs> coming from down the cliff now where this cave is. And then you hear this loud sort of startled exclamation from Malcolm. What what did you guys do?
1: Yeah. Grab up the sword and uh, start running down the path towards towards Malcolm's location.
2: Uh, okay. I suppose I would I would follow Brock once I see
0: him you know, charging off. Yeah, so you see, you see this soldier clad in the raiment of Fort Eastburn so stood. Just beyond the mouth of this cave, like they've just stepped out of it. There's like a thin scattering of ash staining the front of their jerkin. Like Malcolm's still holding his like bow. He's obviously just like fired an arrow, that you can't see any sign of the arrow. And this soldier's like looking back at Malcolm's like locked eyes with him. And you can see like the eyes of this soldier, like entirely black. There are no like, there's no white of the eyes. Mm.
4: I'm gonna run further down the cliff face so that when it comes up the stairs I'm
0: behind it. Okay. That's fine. You start running further on the cliff face. However, the the creature, whatever it might be, doesn't make any attempt to come up the path. It actually ducks back into the cave. And you hear the sound of like splashing footfalls sort of getting fainter as it presumably moves deeper into this cave.
1: Well, we can't let it get away. And I'm just going to chase after it, yeah, fall, me too. Full
2: So I'll follow along, slightly slower.
0: <laughs> That's entirely fair. Okay, let me just pop you guys on the mat. And whilst I'm going to be popping you guys on the mat, I might suggest that we now have like our sort of our comfort break. You know, go and refresh your drinks, et cetera. Uh, we'll, we'll have a ten-minute break. When we come back, I'll have dropped you all on the map, and we can jump straight into you guys exploring this cave. How does that sound for everybody? Yep. Good. Yeah. Okay. We'll be back in ten minutes. Then. All right. Take care. For the rest to get back, and then we'll crack on. No worries. I must say, I did like your very decisive way of dealing with the assassin. (laughs) Oh, oh, he's been sent here to kill us. Oh, bad times for him. We've got there first.
4: That's it, mate. You could leave him alive, but he's just going to try again.
0: Yeah, he's just going to be like, yeah, yeah, I won't try and kill you again for those that two thousand gold pieces I want.
4: Two thousand gold. What will I do?
0: Yeah, I'm not just going to go away, like tool up a bit more and come back later. Not at all. Professional assassins were famous for just like giving up after the first attempt.
4: That's it. Or failed,
0: about (laughs) going. That's it. Yeah. No hard feelings, mate.
4: That Assassin's Creed game would have been really short, mate. If that's the case. (laughs)
0: So how are you guys finding the session thus far? Any thoughts, ideas while we're waiting?
4: Thoughts about a shapeshifting
1: snake or something like that, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's got hag written all over it, but I don't know if they can do shape shapeshifting. I suppose they can do what they want, magic. And like a bit of a doppelganger-type character at first.
4: Well, as long as it's not a mimic, we should be all right. I
1: don't even know. I'll don't. No,
0: i never face one of them. Yeah, they're pretty nasty. They're one of those sort of, like, gotcha monsters where they always like look like a treasure chest or like a door or something. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've sort of looked at them or read them and uh, yeah they do tend to be sort of objects rather than yeah quite often don't they
0: yeah traditionally yeah
1: but do not have to be I'm sure all
0: right we'll just wait till we've got one more back and we'll crack on So what's uh, Malcolm thinking at this point? Uh, Needs to
1: get a sight on his bird. Yeah, it's
3: kind of hunt like the hunters aren't really. It's time to. Um, yeah, the hunters aren't.
0: Okay, splendid. Uh, well, let's jump back into it now. We've got everyone back. Hopefully, you can all see the map. Yeah. Okay, yep, so you're heading into this uh, this cliffside cavern The you're sort of waist deep in water as you're walking through it you've heard some splashing up ahead of you obviously it's dark in the cavern I'm assuming you've got little torches etc obviously not really a problem for you Malcolm No What do you want to do? We're not technically in combat round, so
3: Okay. So I guess I just wanna head in and
0: towards the the sounds. Okay, yeah, so you start moving in. Obviously everyone else feel free to move yourselves likewise or wherever you wish to move to. As you're heading further in. You see what appears to be a there's like a couple of sort of small I suppose sort of sandy stony like islands that are raised up out of the water there's numerous stones like they've obviously fallen from the walls, etc and as you're moving further in from somewhere up ahead of you but echoing throughout the cave, you hear a vo- just hear of a, a f- low voice going, "Who sent you?" It came of
3: our own accord. Who are you?
0: This is my home and you are not welcome here.
1: I am welcome wherever I go. Where are the men that came this way? Gone where?
0: Gone to the deeps. No one invades my home uninvited.
1: We can't see her yet, I take it. Nope. Show yourself
0: which Okay, a which point. As you say that, I'm just going to move you back. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, for a short moment. Brock and Malcolm, you notice something large and sort of silvery moving in the water near you, like some perhaps some sort of like large fish or something along those lines. How large is Okay. It doesn't like immediately leap to attack you or anything. I mean, it's very big. I mean, it must be nearly like thirty feet long. Um, You see the sort of silver body as it's like, and the ripples as it's moving through the water.
1: Um. Has the voice stopped at this point?
0: Yeah. The 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 voice finished its sentence and hasn't said any more. I mean, to, to you, Malcolm, from, with your knowledge of the wilds, well, and to you, bro, it almost looks like a sort of a sturgeon, but it's like humongous. <coughs> can I try and tame it? You most certainly can. You have to remind me how that works.
3: Uh, I'm pretty sure it's to do it's morale uh, check. Uh, and there's a,
0: there's a limit on it, isn't there? Like a hit dice limit. Yeah,
3: uh, yeah, it's a one per level so if it's more than
0: six it's a hard no okay unfortunately you will not be able to tame this this okay. mighty piscine beast okay however you notice it's literally like making like a beeline towards you and brock it's like swimming through the water towards you, you see the ripples and the contrails it's
3: definitely down behind it yeah it's definitely so how, towards you. how deep is the water we're in now
0: the, the water you're in now like i said it's like up to your waist Okay, so it's still wayside, okay. Is that a bit of an island? Yeah. Over there, to the east.
3: Um, So I will call out to the guys behind us um, to say, uh, beware of the water, and I will pull out my sword and get ready to swing at this fish.
0: Okay effectively we're in combat rounds no surprises there so would you like to pick one of you guys to roll a d6 for the players and I'll roll a d6 for the the NPCs we'll just to see who gets to go first
4: yeah I can do
1: it
0: yeah definitely. Okay. Uh... two to beat ok so it's the, the NPCs going first so I'll make a roll, see which of you it attacks it's one to three it's malcolm otherwise it's brock okay so it's malcolm so it's going to a bite attack against you this giant sturgeon okay you take 14 hit points of damage as this huge like armor plated fish smashes into you and as you watch Brock it literally like grabs Malcolm like throws him up in the air and like and he disappears inside the fish's mouth Okay,
1: that's not good
3: that is not good for Malcolm
0: so I'm just going to move your your token sort of onto the fish token there we go okay so brock what are you doing
1: um well my first initial thoughts would be to basically try and chop his head off and get him out so i think that's what i would probably do um
0: that's fine make an attack run if i try and do anything clever Oh, get. Okay, so you hack at this fish. However, as I've said, it seems to be sort of pretty well armored and it sort of scales turn aside your blow. Quentin, what are you doing?
4: Um I'm going to involve stealth and just keep moving around this pillar of stone here.
0: Yeah, that's fine. You don't have to make a roll for that. The attention's not on you at the minute. Okay.
1: I'll shout out for anyone that didn't see that. It's swollen,
0: Malcolm. Okay, so we come over Just to... Just in case. Yeah, in case anyone a bit missed further it. further back. <laughs> yeah, so we come across to Weimar and um, Bullseye, or Wolfseye, as they sometimes know. Now. What are you guys doing? Right,
2: there's not a lot we can do so we're a bit of a range here, so i I suppose what we'll do is we'll go one, two, three,
0: four, shields out, weapons out, yeah, no problems. Okay, so we go on to... Can I attack it from the inside? Yeah, you can, yeah. Go for it. Since you're inside it, it's only got AC12, which is more to represent you struggling to like get your weapons out and not strike a blow, rather than actually problems with hitting it. Oh, not so much. Okay. So, yeah, basically... It's not that you've, like, not been able to hit it. It's just that obviously you're being, like, squeezed through its innards. So you're, like, you're trying to, like, get your weapons out and you're covered in slime and, like, goo and you're, like, you're having trouble grabbing holding your weapon. Okay, so you will take 2d6 damage. Although, know you'll take that in the NPC. M- that was the last turn, so yeah, so we move on to the NPCs. So the NPC, the fish is going to attack Brock... Is the only one in front of it? Does an 18 hit you, Brock? A uh, 17 armor class. Okay, yeah, so you get buffeted by this fish as it sort of swims past you, taking five hit points of damage. Now, roll to see how much. Digestion damage Malcolm takes. You take seven hit points of damage, Markham. And then it's on to the, the player's turn, so Malcolm. Uh,
3: same again, I think. Okay. Yeah, that's a hit. Uh, okay, so that's five points of damage.
0: Okay, no problems. So, yeah, you start stabbing it from the inside, basically. Okay, Brock. Uh, So this thing's 30 foot long, you said?
1: Yep. So it's going to be ridiculously strong,
0: isn't it? Yeah. You know from just, like, how much it sort of, like, nearly knocked you off your feet when it just buffeted you that, yeah, it's very strong. I like you say you pretty much saw it throw Malcolm up in the air like a rag doll and then oh.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's just too big. I was just I was just thinking I could try and pull it onto the island, but
0: it's gonna it's gonna be too powerful. I I'd give you a chance, but it will be difficult. Yeah.
1: Uh can I tell that Malcolm's still sort of struggling inside or?
0: You, you can't really tell because it's sort of like mostly underwater and it's moving around a lot yeah. anyway.
1: But it's only been a few seconds so far, isn't it? Right. Yeah,
0: you, you you would know from like, I mean, you're sort of guesstimating this, but you know a lot about animals. You've hunted in Balcone many a time. You would know that even if it had the strongest stomach acid in the world for a normal animal, albeit yeah. a big one, that like not about like six seconds has passed. So, you know, yeah, it. yeah. it's not enough time to have like fully digested a grown, like armoured man. Yeah, so I'm going to uh, make another attack
1: at it until I feel that it's a desperate stage where I'm going to try something else. So, I'll uh, yeah, I'll chop at his head again.
0: Okay, go for it. It's well, no, no. uh, a bit better, but the other dice let me down this time. Okay, so since you got a, an actual 20 on your roll... I'm going to say, roll me a d6, and if you get a 1 or a 2, basically your attack has sort of forced it to cough Malcolm up. Unfortunately not. Are you attacking it with a spear?
1: Uh, No, this is uh, my two-handed sword. sword. You're you're just just wailing on this thing with your two-handed sword. Yeah, I'm trying to
0: decapitate it so he can climb out, basically. (laughs) Okay, so Quentin you're sort of like crouching down by the rocks how much of this thing is above the surface it it varies because it's sort of like going up and down but like normally not much of it like occasionally you see like the top of its head or like the sort of like the arch of its back it seems to be mostly staying below water apart from when it like came up to like eat malcolm
1: can i just move around john sorry to interrupt yeah, Just to fine. try and Appreciate. sort of draw its attention to me a bit more, yeah. While that's, the others are coming round,
0: yeah, that's fine, mate, no
1: problem. Yeah, I'm,
4: I'm gonna aim and try and get a flow of when it's moving through the water and parts are coming up. So I've got something to aim at. I am shit at hand-to-hand combat.
0: Okay, that's absolutely fine. So yeah, so you're aiming. Okay, so Wymar and Wolf's eye.
2: Yeah going in so one two
3: more yeah
2: um it's it's just going to be um uh, which way is the the fish or is it sort of spinning yeah, it's sort of swimming around yeah yeah. yeah yeah so yeah the idea being basically like just like an overhand swing with, <laughs> with the sun sword. Go for it!
0: You pull out the sun sword and immediately. Uh, yeah, the sunlight's come out. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, sun like golden sunlight lights up the yeah the cabin. Uh, here we go.
2: It's not going to be undead, so here it is.
0: Ah,
4: uh, eh.
0: it's going to be that kind of session. Yeah, you're sort of like flailing around, like splashing around in the water, but like trying to sort of time when it comes up is quite difficult because it's moving quite rapidly and changing direction. So you're sort of like splashing your sword down. However, when you do draw your sword out and the the light, but like you again hear the voice sort of further on and Brock, you can now tell that although you can't see anything, the voice is coming from like the other side of the island that you're sort of stood on. And you hear this voice go, nah, filthy magus. like this uh sunlight spreads everywhere you don't like that okay so on to the next round so the fish it's either going to be weimar or brock so i'll do a quick d6 so one to three it's weimar okay so it's brock You take four hit points of damage as you feel like the the, sh- the needle-sharp teeth of this giant sturgeon that clamp onto one of your legs under the water. i see how much damage Malcolm takes. You take six hit points of damage, Malcolm. However, <laughs> obviously, you, you can now attack it back. Like I say, 'cause you're inside it, you only need to be AC twelve. Ooh. So that's eight points of damage. Okay, and again, you nice. can roll a D six. If you get a one or a two, it coughs you up. Oh. So no, it doesn't. However, because <laughs> of that roll, I'm going to say Brock as your, as you're sort of. You've deliberately said you're like trying to work out if like Malcolm's still in there. As you're watching it, at one point you see like the the tip of like a weapon from inside it, like break through the skin from the inside and then like disappear back in. So you now know like Malcolm is still in there, and he's obviously like. Uh, that gives me a bit more hope. Okay, Rock, what are you doing?
1: Uh, with that renewed hope that he's fighting out, I shall hit around um, the mouth where. There's no danger of hitting Malcolm, hopefully. I
0: don't know what we need. What do we need? Okay, you attempt to swing your sword at it, but you're unable to land a decisive blow on it as it darts back and forwards in the water. Okay, Quentin, you've been aiming, so you get a plus one to your attack roll if you do a ranged attack. Oof, oof! Nice. Yep. Yeah, so presumably you're are you firing a crossbow at it. Yes, mate. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so Weimar is your sort of like heading in with wolf's eye, hear the and you see a crossbow bolt embed itself in the side of this fish as it sort of briefly surfaces. You see like a thin sort of wisp of blood in the water. Okay,
2: one more on Wolf's Excellent. So Wolfseye comes in as well. And it's hacking time. Sunsword. Ah. Thirteen. <laughs> it's not enough, I'm afraid. Wolfseye. <laughs> the man the legend. Yep. Is it gonna be a fish eye? We'll see soon. It might just be Boom.
0: Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <coughs> okay, so. Okay, yep. So, Wolf's Eye wades in. He's like shanking this thing good. There's now an awful lot of blood in the water. The movements of this fish are like, becoming a, a good deal more frantic. Okay. Okay. So, on to the next round, I'm going to make a roll to see who it's going to attack, so 1 to Wymar, 3 to 4, Wolf side. Okay, so it's Brock. He really doesn't like you, Brock. I particularly like it <laughs> okay however as it comes at you brock you're able to like sort of scramble up a little bit more onto the island like out of its reach, as it sort of like looms out of the water jaws style with these needle teeth sha- snapping at you but you're sort of able to like scurry a little bit further up onto the embankment and it s- sinks back into the water see how much damage malcolm takes That is ten hit points of damage.
3: Ooh, that'll do. That's
0: nine points in return. Yes. I'll yep, fly so back. You, you continue frenziedly like stabbing this creature. I it a mighty nine points of damage. this thing's looking like it's not got much fight left in it now its its movements are becoming sort of turgid and languid as it moves in the water it's obviously still snapping with its needle teeth so it's still dangerous but you can see there's an awful lot of blood in the water there's numerous rents and holes in the silvery armoured hide of this piscine menace right I shall take my
1: I shall take my opportunity then and see if I can <laughs> oh, come on. Now we're talking. I
0: okay. we just rolled a one or two. So, Brock, would you like to describe how you, in a mighty fashion, you slay this beast? Uh,
1: Yeah, so obviously it's, it sort of grounded itself a little bit when it had a, a lunge at me, um, and it sort of caught itself up on the island a bit. And as it was turning to get back into the water um it's gills flapping i took the opportunity and just double handed or two-handed sword into the
0: gills and just slice the head straight off indeed you slice the head straight off there is an outpouring of foul smelling fish guts and viscera into the water and um, after a few moments of this like pool of putrescence spreading out from this creature with much coughing and spluttering you see a, a befouled Malcolm like sort of splashing his way to the to the surface looking very much the
1: worse for wear I should drag him out onto the island as quick as possible
0: yeah that's fine that you drag him out onto the island so Malcolm d- describe what sort of state you're in as Brock's he, he manhandled you up onto this embankment. Uh, so I guess I'm
3: basically like I look like I'm dead. Um, you know, I haven't had any air for almost a minute. Um, I'm really pale, really paler, more pale than usual. Um, and I guess I'm bleeding from a number of different wounds
0: yeah you see like Um, large patches of his skin appear to have been like dissolved away almost by that acid
3: um and i'm basically curled up in the fetus position on the sandy dunes and feeling a little bit sorry for myself
0: okay that's what happens what are the rest of you doing
1: um, I'm going to take a sort of defensive position in front of Malcolm, knowing that that witch is still about somewhere over the other side of that island. Indeed,
0: and as you think that, you hear a voice again. I see you have defeated the least of my little pets. That's not worrying at all. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. Bluff. Bluff. Tell me, foul sorcerers, what brings you to my home?
1: We've, we're seeking our our companions, the men that was uh, were coming this way. You you seem to have dispatched them. You talk of evil sorcery. You seem to be some evil witch. With your witchcraft, changing your appearance. Show yourself.
0: I am what your kind made me.
1: I still can't tell where she is, no? No.
0: You think she's somewhere nearby, but it's difficult to tell with the echo of the cave. And I'll just shout out, if you give me the chance, I'll unmake you again. Okay, at which point there is a splash and this haggard, now haggard crone emerges from the water on the far side of the island, Joanna. And then she's like, come then, man of the ice, look into the gaze of one who has been wronged by more powerful men than you.
3: If you
0: dare.
1: Yeah, I don't know about the gazing business, but I shall run in and try and uh, de- decapitate
0: her. Okay. Jeez, uh... Move yourself in and make your entire roll. Um... not sure if that's enough. Fourteen. You bring your sword down and she raises what looks like a fairly withered green tinted arm, but your sword seems to just like scrape down her arm without doing her much harm and as you do so she she turns towards you her her entirely black eyes widening and locks eyes with you, and as she does so, you feel like your heart grow cold in your chest and a sharp pain shoots through your chest. Make me a death save. Oh, that's not good. Okay, so for the rest of you guys, you watch as Brock like locks eyes with this woman, and then he goes <coughs> and topples to the floor.
2: I'll sort of shove Bullseye
0: towards Harp. Watch over him, and uh... the old crone sort of like is holding a hand like that, and she's like. I hold your friend's heart in my hands. Just the gentlest of squeezing. She goes like that. And as she does, you see almost like a convulsion runs through the body of Brock that's lying on the floor at her feet. Um. The merest squeeze of my hand, and he is snuffed out.
2: What is the creature thinking. I communicate to
0: my sword. Okay. The sword says, um she's thinking that sorry, it's 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 a little odd she's she's thinking that you are evil mages sent here to kill her and that she should wipe you out as quickly as she could but also she's thinking about a small child I'll
2: hold up the, the sun sword as you do she's I'll, like, <laughs> I'll, I'll sort of you know, I'll, I'll hold it sideways <laughs> with, my, with my other hand as well it's like we came here not to hurt you at all we are not evil sorcerers. None of us traffic with that sort of thing. She
0: says, a likely story, you wield their weapon. And again, she sort of like flexes her fingers slightly, and again <laughs> the, the body of Brock sort of like convulses.
2: I'll, I'll put it in the scatter. I'll say, we, we found it. In the ruins, it, it is not. We weren't given this. We came upon it, honestly. Okay, make me a charisma roll. Ah. Oh. <laughs> uh, Brock, I'm sorry if this is the cause of your death. What a way to kick a man
1: when he's down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ask for a charisma
0: roll. He says, "Well, it, if you have found it, cast it away, or your friend." <laughs> Die. She'll hold her hand out
2: dramatically. I'll undo the clasp with the sort of belt uh, that I have the sword on, and I'll like lift it up, and I'll sort of toss
0: it to the side. Yep, you toss it to the side. At which point she she goes like that with her hand. And immediately, Brock, the the vice like grip that was like grasping your heart seemed to drive all air from your lungs and almost like paralyzed you with icy lances of pain. Just stops. You're still lying on the floor, you're a bit breathless, but the the pain has just stopped. And there's this like haggard, like green skinned crone standing over you, like I say, she's just sort of gone like that.
2: Again. We're not here to hunt you for any sort of evil sorcerers, anything like that. We came here looking for people that were lost, and that is the whole of the matter. You are clearly capable and wronged somehow. Let us please discuss this. I would rather have my friend walk out here with me than not I'll sort of motion towards like I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab
0: Brock? Question mark? Well let it never be said that I was uncharitable but remember as, as easily as I released your my grasp on your companion I can seize it again lest oh, you try company. any of your devilish warlock trickery
2: I am very sure that my friend will not try any of that. I'll sort of grab Brock, Brock by the neck, trying to you know heft him up. Because he's a big guy, so it, it takes some doing. Like I'm, I'm lifting with the thighs. <laughs> like, I'll be yeah. doing the backwards
3: skull. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. N- now this now this pressure's not entirely gone. You can still feel like it's still there. But it's not like clamping down on your chest like it was previously. You're able to like stand up. And like, Weimar helps you to your feet with this this crone sort of crouch there, like watching you warily.
2: Okay. We're all good. I have two of my friends clearly in a bad way. And we would all prefer that we.
0: Discuss calmly. You should think yourself lucky you do not trespass further into my home. There are far greater dangers than that you have already faced. I would suggest that you could ask your friends if they were still amongst the living.
2: Are we doing harp?
3: <laughs> <laughs> sort of yellow on my shoulder. Uh, uh, I'm up on my feet. i um, so tell me which way you'd poison the food of the people nearby.
0: I would not have seen them starve. I simply wish to teach them a lesson. A valuable lesson. What lesson is that? I would teach them to cast aside their their faults God that they cling to and embrace the true ways, the old ways and which old ways are they? the, the ways of my people before them, before the Senna came uh-huh. Um when we used your people there are f- there are but few of us we We lived in harmony with the world, but when the Senna came, they thought their way was the right way, the only way in their arrogance, they believed that it was not enough to simply live with the cycles of nature. One could control it, could master it, and they paid the price, but not before they sought to lift themselves up and exalt themselves by casting down my kind and making us, as you see me now, a withered husk of what I once was. Um.
3: Uh, were your people called the Ancients? Is that what you called
4: yourself?
0: At which point she, she like genuinely like laughs in a sort of like mad cackle and then says, no, we are not the Ancients. They were long before our time. The uh-huh. Ancients once taught the people of this land and lifted them up. And for a time, everything was good. But then... The Senna came, and as I say, their way was the right way, the only way. And whereas we had always allowed others to do what they would, that was not good enough for the Senna. No, it had to be their way, or no way. And they levied their foul arts on us, and they took from us.
3: Um, So what were your people
0: called? We simply called ourselves the people. Ah. Um. We followed the old ways, the ways of the, the horned god and the great mother. And we lived in harmony with the cycles of this world. We used our powers in ways that would not cause an imbalance, we took little, knowing that the effect we had would be little on the world. And we tried to tell the Senna, yes we did, we tried to tell them one cannot master such great forces and impose one's will on it without costs, but they would not listen and see what ruin it brought upon their heads.
3: And did your people follow the Immortals, or were the Immortals the Gods of the Ancients?
0: The Immortals were the Gods of our world, the, the Five and the Two, the Mother and the Horned warden. we followed, those who were part of this natural world, who did not stand above it like the other Immortals.
3: Okay. And did the Senna also follow the immortals? They, or did they, fo- have their they followed
0: books? the five. Ah. Uh-huh. Although, and you although f- one was cast aside and only the four remained. Yes. The
3: smoking mirror.
0: Yes.
3: Okay. So the, the immortals are the five plus the two and your people are sworn to the two, and the senate were sworn to the five. Um, and do you think the people nearby follow the five?
0: No, they follow some false, created God, some new God.
3: Uh, they do. Uh I myself dislike them for that very same reason and um, i would see them driven back to the old ways i fear if you continue down this path that there is no um good ending for us or you um
0: As I have said, I I would not have seen them perish. I simply wish to remind them of their place in the grand scheme of things. I would have seen them survive the Great Cold. But there would have been hardship. In that hardship, they would turn back to the old ways, the true ways.
3: So your ways are the ways of the Senedd for day two
0: could not live and let live. My ways are not the ways of the Senna, those filthy warlocks.
3: But yes, you cannot leave these people to live their life in peace. You wish to impose your will upon them only, in the manner of the Senna.
0: Only to remind them that their faults, god will not help them here in this old land.
3: The reason for it is not relevant. Only the action. That
0: seems Ooh, to the cause, action is to That seems fear. to cause a pause and she's like, obviously like considering what you're saying. Then she sort of like shakes her head a little bit and says, There can be no forgiveness for the Senna, not after what they took from me.
3: Aye, but these people are not of the Senate. They follow different gods. They know nothing of the Senate, nor the immortals of the Senate followed. And yet you would impose your ways upon them in I, the manner of the Senate.
0: I, I recognize the signs. In time, they would believe that they could tame this land and they would seek to impose their mastery upon it and they would cause themselves far greater hardship than I might cause them. Better to nip it in the bud early. As the the... Senna
3: would have done.
0: (laughs) No, the Senna would not have done that. The Senna would simply have rode into your village, cowed everyone there with their magic and told them what they were going to do. And those who sought to oppose them would die horribly. Like my sisters. Mm.
3: But you yourself have rolled into the village to try and
0: kill these people. I have not slain them, though. I have yeah, not caused in no, great you... danger. I have simply tried to nudge them in the right direction.
3: But yes, you have given them no way of knowing what it is that you require,
0: only that their food is being destroyed. Yes, and at a later time when they were more receptive, then I would have made myself known to them and I would have provided them with help to see themselves through the long, cold winter.
3: And what price would this help
0: cost? There would be no price, but I would hope that once they had real, I would wait until they had realised that their false god was not going to help them, then I would help them.
3: I see. I see. I, I, I fear you have more in common with the Senate than you would like to
0: acknowledge. Um, The only thing I have in common with them is that many of my sisters lie in the same great grave that many of their putrid corpses were eventually dumped into when they were blamed for the great ice that came upon Valkonan. Indeed. Indeed. So seems you find ourselves at an impasse. I am nothing like them. I have taken no one's children or directly killed anybody.
3: No, but you enforce your will in the same way. So
0: it looks at you sideways. Then what do you propose?
3: I propose that you agree to leave me and mine and the people of the villages to follow whichever gods we see fit and we in turn leave you in peace
0: to follow whichever gods you see fit. That bargain does not seem to to benefit me overly much. Uh, well,
3: that is true, I guess. And
0: um, um, my tribute. What sort of tribute?
4: Well, generally. They could provide you with, say, some food sustenance. And in return, you could offer them
0: guidance. She looks a little bit more interested in what you're saying, Quentin, and then says, I have a counterproposal. A long time ago when I was much different to this ruined form you see before you now, before the Senate did this to me. I had a child who I would have trained to follow in our ways and who I would have passed my knowledge on to. But the Senna took my child from me. They took my precious Akbeet from me. And now I need someone else to pass my knowledge on to.
3: Tell us of your Akbeat, for that is a name that we have heard of late.
0: Ah yes. Akbeat, my poor my poor child. Like many of the children of my people, like myself, Akbeat was born in tune with the the natural ways of this world and the the flows and the winds of power that move through it but when the Senna cast my people down they took her from me as they took many others any child that had a touch of the talent they took to raise and make in their own image and then when I found out what they had done with my daughter if I had had the power then to hold all of the senna in my hands as I held your friend's heart I would have snuffed them out without a hesitation so great was my anger but it was not within my power diminished as I am
3: so so
0: you require a new, yes, uh, a disciple, new, a new pupil, someone I could pass my knowledge on to, so that when I am gone, the teachings of my people will not be lost, like so much sand in the wind. And she like picks up a little bit of sand for the island and just like lets it fall through her fingers. Would one of us suffice? You are. She she looks like she's about to say something quite insulting and then stops herself. And she's like, no, I'm afraid you are already too old for what I have to teach. It needs to be a young mind. One that is receptive, malleable, and can be taught the knowledge that I have to teach.
3: i am a young man by my people's reckoning she gives you like a look as they shot
0: he's like you are too old it must be someone fresh with a mind untainted by the the rigid views of this world
3: How old must it be?
0: No more than nine or ten years of age.
3: Let us do this, then. If you would agree to stop your campaign of terror against the local people until after the great freeze or the the harsh winter we will return in the early spring with
4: a suitable disciple the other question is are you still able to bear children
0: No. And she actually looks like a bit sad when she says that. No, rather like my previous appearance and much of my power, the Senate took that from us as well. I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you. I suppose I should consider myself One of the lucky ones, most of my sisters, lie in an unmarked grave days from here. I still sometimes go there and talk to them as though they can hear, but they are long gone from this place. The only small glimmer of satisfaction I take is that when the people turned on the Senna, Many of them were dumped into the same grave where they had once cast my sisters.
3: So, have we an accord?
0: Yes an accord
3: well then we shall leave you to your day
0: which would be about our business very well but I should warn you do not double cross me but as a show of good faith she she reaches inside her robes and she pulls out like a a clamshell basically and then she like spits in the clamshell and she like holds it out towards you
3: so i'll take it off her and then look at her as if we don't know
0: what i'm doing she goes
3: um, you to, me. <laughs> <laughs> um, to drink it i guess that what you mean okay well, fuck it, I'm already dead to a goblin. Um,
0: so I will drink it. Okay, it tastes absolutely rancid, as you'd expect. You're drinking someone's spit. Um, roll me a d6. Ooh. Six. You regain six hit points. Oh, nice, okay. She says that, that it, you see like... Some of your lesser wounds sort of like close over and like you still feel a bit shaky but a little bit bad. She's like, that is a sign of good faith but I warn you, I will know if you attempt to double cross me.
3: Now we have an accord.
0: We will do what we can. I hope and so. And we will return come the spring. Even though your friend and she gestures at Wymore wields the weapons of the center and you have something of their look about you.
2: Well I'll, I'll take it away from here. No need to worry. Good.
0: As she's doing that, you you actually just you Wymar in your mind you hear the voice of the sword say, uh, I'm not sure if this is uh worth mentioning, but uh every time she's mentioned her child it's like a a huge pit of sadness opens up inside her.
2: Yeah, I um <laughs> I nod mentally. <laughs> yeah. and uh, not wanting to start and talk to the sword because that you know that she probably doesn't like <laughs> that sort of thing. But yeah, I um if the sword is reading uh Weimar, Weimar is is sort of acknowledging and, and saying that he's he's sort of Clocked on to the same idea.
0: Yeah, and, and I, as you're doing that, the the crone is continuing to talk. just says, "There is one more thing I would ask, as a sign of good faith on your part. When the Senna took my child, my precious Agbete, as they took many, they used them." in their profane blasphemous ritual used them up and then cast them aside like empty husks but I was not even given the the dignity of being able to bury my child they took the bodies far to the north of here and laid them down in one of their odious buildings, one of their tombs I would bury my child but I cannot enter such a place
2: where would you bury this child here? I'll just
0: nod at the water no I inhabit this dank place because twisted and broken as they made me this is all I have left I would see my child laid down somewhere green somewhere in nature Mm. Um, would
3: such an action suffice in place of a Child?
0: Yes. If you can return my precious Agbeat to me and I could finally lay her to rest, I would consider that recompense enough.
3: And what if she lives still? As a creature of evil.
0: At which point, again, she lets out a cackling laugh. Then I would see what has become of my child and judge for myself what is to be done. But as I have said, I cannot enter the places of power of the centre.
3: Okay. I fear that I may need to slay your child to fulfill your request.
0: If my child truly has become a creature of the Santa, then you would be doing her a favour. And I would then then deem it a service if once done you could return the body to me for burial. Okay. She named
1: the temple? Or should you say a temple to the north? She said it was a, a
0: one of the center tombs to the north.
1: Okay.
3: Very well. We shall return. How, how long is it to the winter? To the deep winter?
0: It's, it's like a month or
3: two. Okay. And then three months off deep winter, is it? That's right, yep. Okay. So... And then does it go straight from deep winter into, like a spring, or is there? Like yeah, a it goes into from... a spring. Yeah. Okay. So I think. Um, so in order to travel that far north, I think that it will be the summer
0: before we can return. Um, that is fine. As I've said, I will. I will know if you are shirking or betraying your promises. <coughs> no, I. Yes, we will see this.
3: We will see this action done,
0: in a very real sense. A part of me will always be with you.
3: <laughs> Indeed. So, yeah. Okay. So we will return before the middle of the summer with what news we have, and hopefully the body of your son for burial.
0: It is agreed. You may leave now if you wish. If you have anything further you need to ask me to fulfill your end of the bargain, ask it now.
3: I would have the bodies of our slain companions for burial if such a team could be arranged. A minor trifle.
0: very well and she reaches into her into her ragged cloak and she pulls out what appears to be a like a small sort of like whistle like made out of a shell and she like she like throws it across to you and she says go into the into the chamber to the east of here where the water <coughs> runs black and blow this and you will have your bodies okay can I have your name? says, The only name I have left is Green Teeth. Peggy Green Teeth. Well, oh, thank you for the parlay, Peggy Green Teeth. I can see you at least have some wisdom in you. What is your name? Young Child Quentin. Quentin. A strange name. Would she not?
3: Okay, so I will head over here.
0: Yeah, I'm more than happy to go with you. Okay, yeah, you walk over a Little sort of like sandbank into a flooded cave beyond, and you can indeed see the water is like an inky black color. And I'll blow the whistle and see what happens. Okay, you blow the whistle, and from out of the inky blackness, a huge tentacled creature rises up out of the water. These huge tentacles are dripping this black, inky water a convulsion seems to run through this large cephalopod and it disgorges the corpses of four humans, you can see some of them have got like shreds of like the guard uniform still on them but obviously it's been like eaten away by like stomach acid and stuff like that but these, these four bodies are disgorged onto the sandbank near where you stand and then this creature begins sort of like sinking back into the inky blackness of the water.
1: Okay. Drag um, them back as quick as possible. Yeah, so I'll
3: grab one because I'm half dead um, and call Weimar to grab another and then hope Brock can carry two.
0: That's fine. The, the one <coughs> slight advantage of them being like partially dissolved is they're actually pretty light. So, it's yeah. not a problem for you guys to like manhandle them out. Pe- Peggy Green Teeth doesn't like make any moves to like interfere with you your way doing so. Okay.
3: I think we want to get out of Dodge.
0: Rapid. Rapid. Okay. That is absolutely fine. And you leave the cave via the same way that you entered it. As you head out through, back into the outside. You hear the echoing voice of Peggy Greentheep behind you saying, Don't forget our bargain. I won't. And then you step out of the cliffside cave. Okay. Which I will now mark on the map so you know where it is. Okay, so what's the plan, guys? Have you got anything else you particularly want to do before we sort of wrap up for the evening?
3: Just get the bodies and the injured guy back to Deerson, I think.
0: Is... Yep. That, yeah. That's not a problem. It it takes you a little bit of time, but obviously you've got the cart, etc., so you're able to get the bodies back to Deerson. Obviously, the the guards who've like, who have like were still at Deerson are like, Surprise when you roll up and you're like, "Oh, here's one of you guys who's nearly dead. Here's four who are very, very dead." And obviously, they ask you what's happened. What do you tell them?
3: Uh, we found them like this in a cave.
0: The um, the lieutenant says, Any any sign of this strange? individual that's been lurking around the village i mean do do we need to post extra guards send out patrols
3: no i I, I didn't see anything i guess just keep extra watch on the barns um and uh yeah just be careful
0: on the cliffs and don't fall off yes i think i I think given what you've said and the 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 unfortunate fate that's befallen our people here we uh I, i think we should Especially with the weather getting worse, we shouldn't risk sending out any further patrols. We'll we'll post double guards on the um on the stores at Dearson though to make sure they're not interfered with any further. Yeah, I think that that, that sounds wise. Thank you for thank you for recovering our men. I, I wish you'd found them in better circumstances, but it is greatly appreciated that you've been able to return them to us.
3: Yeah, well we're we do find Miles and Miles is while well, that well he is at least alive. Um and, uh, Yeah, it's a Parish land this
0: um Well hopefully when uh hopefully when more of the towers are built and uh, we have a firmer we have a more fortified position along the coast um, we'll be able to make it a little bit safer for everybody.
3: Yes. Certainly, that would
0: be everyone's wish. At which point the uh, the lieutenant looks at you, Weimar, and he says, uh I I hear on the the grapevine at Staffstone that you've been a uh, you've been tapped for uh, a command position." I didn't realize they
2: well, would have made it public. Yeah, I suppose.
0: He says, "Well, one thing I can say about uh, C- Commander Dixon is she's. Um, well, she, she's not like some of the commanders I've had previously. She, she generally believes that unless, unless it's information of a confidential nature, she generally believes that her keeping her men as well informed as possible is all to the good. Since how can you, how can you make the proper decisions if you don't have all of the facts in your command?" I say, she she mentioned that uh, that uh, one of the people from uh, New Zealand was being tapped for a command position at the tower, and she she, she got, I, I, I don't mean to sound indelicate, but, well, you're the only one of your number who has a wooden leg. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
2: That's the thing that gives me away to my new allies and uh, everyone else as well. Um, no offense
0: taken. Good, good. I've, 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 um, I've seen my fair share of people who've taken injuries in, in battle. Uh, I, I know such things don't cast any stain on a person's character or abilities. Uh, uh, who knows? We, we may be serving with you in the future, depending on how things develop with the, uh, with the new tower and such like. Mm-hmm. As I say, I just hope we can, we can make this place a little bit safer for those in of gestures in the direction of the village. Make mm-hmm. it a bit safer for those who are less capable of defending themselves, shall we say.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There, there'll be no end of that, I presume. Uh, it's, I I do think it's going to get worse before it gets better, especially uh, with the winter coming. in. No,
0: no doubt. The, the, the night's always darkest before the dawn, as they say. Very true. Well, uh, hopefully...
2: You'll be able to tend to your comrades in in the manner that they would have wanted to be treated, and well, um, Malcolm, do do we want to rest up a bit before continuing?
3: Uh, yeah,
0: but not here. Hmm. Um, can we buy wine here, John? Yeah, yeah. So, it's Is probably it- it's probably not wine actually. It'll be like a, it'll be like a, an ale. That's fine. So, I think
3: what we should do is buy some ale and some food and some whatever else and then go visit Ariana for a day or two.
0: That's fine. And It's just sort of better. I just sort of pondering that the lieutenant who's been talking to you, Wilmer well, says, so, Oh, uh, L- Lieutenant Pearson, by the way, Abner Pearson.
2: I'll shake a hand.
0: Shake a hand. I don't really
2: know what I should be called, but the name's Wilmer Longer. Farron, right? Longgrove. That's what he
0: said. I, I, I will have to say, I've truly forgotten if I heard it. <laughs> he says, "Well, I suppose it'll be a, it'll be Commander Longgrove, uh, if you accept the, uh, the position as castellans of one of the the towers." Because of the tower, yes, yes. <laughs> Next time we meet, I'll probably have to salute you," he says, chuckling. Yeah,
2: there's. I suppose we'll have to discuss the rules of decorum and all all this thing, which is instrumental to
3: defence. I'll clap uh, Weimer on the back of the shoulder and say, "Maybe we won't tell him that you cut your own leg off," and then I'll walk away.
2: I'll, with that, I'll, I'll, I'll stare at the <laughs> lieutenant dead in the eye. <laughs>
0: He he, he, he smiles and nods and, like, walks off, sort of chuckling to himself. And I think as you guys gather up your provisions, you're more than welcome to to stay at your friend's house nearby, Ariana's house. Quite a bit to settle in there. She's quite pleased to see you know, you bring in like beer and food that you bought. Obviously, you can cross off some gold for that based on the normal cost. That's fine. I know you've got enough money for that. And yeah, she, she welcomes you in, you settle in by the fire. And after the events of the previous couple of days, you get a welcome rest and you all rest up for the day. So anyone who's down hit points can regain 1d3 hit points. And I think as you settle in with the, the crackling of Ariana's fire in the background, you're passing around this ale, you know, she's heating some bit in the fire to like get a bit of warmth in you. that candles and lanterns are lit as the night starts to fall that is where we draw an end to the session thank you very much for playing guys i hope that was okay for you yeah thank you very much sir yep no problem at all Uh, obviously we'll sort out xp and we'll have a little chat about the game and whatever but for now i'm just going to thank my wonderful players again and anyone who's watching this either now or in the future hopefully we'll catch you for the next session take it easy
3: Mm